This podcast is sponsored by Great White Hot Sauce. It's a small batch, handmade hot sauce made especially for you. You can find it at www.trygreatwhite.com. It's also sponsored by South Florida Allied Health, located in Boca Raton, Florida, specializing in men's health, women's health, medical weight loss, IV therapy infusion, testosterone therapy, and hormone replacement therapy. Florida residents only. Well, we made it. Episode 100. A little bit of a milestone, I think. So on this episode, we're going to do a little reminiscing. Jack is back. Along with the Wrecking 2, Mark Smith and Lou Calicchio from the Music Relish Podcast. Like I said, we're going to reminisce a bit. Then we're going to talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. Seems to be a common theme in this show, but hey, listen, it's rock and roll, right? And we like it. So sit back, relax, enjoy episode 100. And for those of you that have been there for the whole 100, thank you. The bottom of my heart. Enjoy the show. Studio presents Milk Crates and Turntables, a music discussion podcast hosted by Scott McLean. Now, let's talk music. Enjoy the show. Thank you, Amanda, for that wonderful 100th introduction. Yeah, that's where we're at. We're streaming live right now over YouTube, Twitch. Live, Twitter, Facebook, ah, the list is endless. Yeah. But here we are, episode 100. They said we'd never do it. They said we'd fail within 20 episodes. Well, we probably did, but we just kept going. So, <laughs> as it goes. We're still here. We're still pumping away. The show has really changed a bit since episode one, all for the better. Uh, We've had some uh, some additions, and uh, they're, they're good additions, but we'll get to those additions. The new edition. Maybe that's what I should call them. Instead of the Wrecking Two, the new edition. They're like a boy band. <laughs> I'll get to them. One of them's not here right now. But you know who's here? My man, my friend, my brother, the guy I love, my music, my music wife. Like, because I'm the man in the relationship. Uh, I said it first. Hey, first. Jack, you, you, were just, you were just you were just talking about Scott, and there he is. Oh yeah, he's right, Scott. Scott, the IT guy. I was just asking about you, my friend. I just asked about you. That is no lie. So thanks for popping in. And he says, "Is yeah. this a best of video?" No, <laughs> no. This, there is that's no a lot of work. <laughs> It would be the shortest show in history. Uh, it'll be shorter than Jack's. 
Nah, just leave that alone. Wow. Just leave it alone. How you been, man? I haven't seen you in a while. I'm good. What do you mean you haven't seen me? Well, we had fucking lunch on Shh, Sunday. Do you know, do you know, K-Fab? like in wrestling, there's this thing called K-Fab. You stay in character. You go with it. You roll with it. You got to shoot. You got to be quick, but not you because you're Italian. I don't, I don't have to be in character. You know, this show for me is about honesty oh, and about showing people who I am, not this horseshit persona, this not- which by the way, by the way, I, I listened to the intro and no, no music relish guys, no Jack. Just hosted by Scott McLean. You fucking ego I took maniac. It. I took and it. Fu- I fucking owned it. That's and, right. You know why? By, you know why? Because you are fucking too busy, Mr. Busy Guy. Mr. Look at me. I'm flying. I'm jet setting. I'm 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 going and shaking hands. I'm I'm making money. While I sit here yeah, and yeah, flounder okay. in Boca Raton, Florida. Yes, I, I get I get to lead the glamorous life on Tuesday. This coming Tuesday, I get to fly to. We ready for this one? Mississippi. <laughs> Woo! Mississippi and if that's Queen. not bad enough, it's not that bad enough. So I fly out there on Tuesday. On Thursday, I leave Mississippi and go to Detroit. <laughs> this shithole. <laughs> I'm sorry to any listeners that are from Detroit. Oh, maybe no, none of you. There's nothing. There's, no, there's nothing wrong to, with Detroit. No, no, Detroit no. is actually Detroit's a good a good music really, city. So any music city is a good city. A, that's for sure. And turn it into a very hip place. Well, you know, when when it's downtrodden, it seems to be trendy. And they do that to Soho in New York back in the day. And they turned it they into did it these feelings. They turned it into something special. You know. Yes. I got my uh, my extra caffeinated drink tonight. Uh, celebrating our our hundredth, I, I actually poured a whiskey. That a boy. That a boy. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> what, so, what, hey, uh, come know, on, since, give us. Since, hold on, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. See, I said it first. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I missed that, buddy. I missed that. Um. What uh? What brand? What what fucking malt? Come on, you can't just say I poured some whiskey. Even Mark Smith gives a breakdown of his wine. Jesus Christ! This is a, this is a twelve year old Calumet whiskey from Kentucky. It's very good. Okay, and Mark Smith it's has very uh, Boone's Farm twenty twenty two. That's what he's drinking tonight. Boone's. It's a good year. So somebody just said whiskey sponsor. Speaking of sponsorship, since I haven't gotten any hot sauce, in the, in now that we have episodes. this, not now that we have this new, uh, you know, sponsor. How about some digital imaging? How about how about how about a free vasectomy? How about you know? Doctor Vera doesn't do vasectomy. She, she could give you something you really need. She, you can get a you can get a testosterone treatment. I don't need no testosterone. I don't need no testosterone. I. I could, I could, <laughs> I could, I could, I could. I don't need no testosterone. Oh, Bill Green says congrats on a hundred. Bill Green's got a pretty good YouTube channel, man. He's got a great. He YouTube does. Channel. He does. I, 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 I was watching some of his videos the other day, and uh, and I had said this to him before. I love the. He does great editing. He he has good framing. He knows. 
how to how to set what's, up a shot. What's, what's your what's your favorite part? Like I'll tell you, my favorite part of Bill's videos, <laughs> like they're very calming. Yeah, he's yeah, walking through the yeah. woods and everything like that. I love when he sits down and he heats up his. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I love <laughs> I that. I knew that. I, I knew that. it. I knew it. All right, that's a good one, right? Hey, Bill, put your uh, YouTube channel up on the screen if you would. Um, now I, I like the random walk by the camera. <laughs> Because you know the setup was like, you know, took, all right, this, I ain't going to look, right? And then I'm going to hit play. And then I'm going to walk back. And then I'm going to walk. And then he has to go to the fucking editing and cut out the beginning of that. That's good stuff, though. That's the shit I like. I, I, just, I just love Very it. Good when I'm editing. having a stressful day, I can put that on for a couple of minutes and home. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean a couple of minutes? What? Just, I mean, you, tell, you say you shut the video off halfway through. Did you just, we were... So, a couple sometimes. minutes. <laughs> sometimes, like, Bill, I sometimes. watch your videos all the way through, buddy. All right, it's at it's YouTube www or as I say www backslash at Wild Bill Green. Check them out. They're, they're, they're good stuff. Good, very, very, like Jack said, very relaxing videos. Yeah. You know what else is relaxing to listen to? Mark Smith on the Music Relish Podcast. Hey, how are you? I'm back to being a listener. This is great. I'm just listening to you guys. This is what I like. Mark, I, I love it. The one guy in America that bought a zebra. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing. I'm usually the one guy that sees them in concert. I mean, oh, hey, 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 zebra guys. We sold a shirt <laughs> to a schmuck in New, yeah, New it's York. Mark, it's Mark Smith. Again? <laughs> <laughs> Again, <laughs> it's a well-made shirt. All right, oh, those are hard to come by now. Those are hard to come by. I uh, have t-shirts. Randy, Randy puts up a thing yeah, on I, Facebook. I got a concert t-shirt on today. Wait, what do you got? What do you got? Pearl Jam. Oh, it's backwards. So okay, it comes through backwards on the o- camera. October fifteenth, two thousand and thirteen. This is a ten-year-old t-shirt. I guarantee you, Jack has his camera on reverse. I think I do. No, yours is right. You can oh. read zebra. Jax says Pearl Jam backwards. See, this I, is what happens when you come on the show like, I don't know, 60 seconds before we go live. There you go. See? Stop. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. There it says Pearl Jam. Hey. Not Madge Lerp. <laughs> can I say something? So, it's your party, your part of the show. Go ahead. Yeah, great to see you back. It really is. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Yep. So what I'm going to do for the show is I'm just going to do what I do when I was listening to you guys. Just sit here and <laughs> drink my drink my 2022 Boone's Farm. It's Yellowtail. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, Yellowtail. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I love the, the Yellowtail, a, fi- a fine wine often found in aisle 13 of your local market basket. Oh. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Lou's running behind. He had a, a, a sound check and he had to do some equipment with his with the band he works with. And so he said he will pop in. I told him, Lou, you come in anytime you want, buddy. He, he wanted to make sure that his camera image wasn't backwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, we kicked this off over, th- what, three years ago, February, Jack? What what month? February. 
February. February. What did you say the first time? Can you be February? Well, well, I mean, let let's be honest. You kicked it off. I mean, I I wasn't on the first episode. Which episode did I come in on? Three, I think. Three. Oh, it was that early. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you came in early. Yeah. It has been uh, a lot of fun. It's been very informative. It's very gratifying, especially when we get feedback from our audience. And I and I have to tell you something sincerely, Scott. It has not not that we were ever estranged or anything like that, but it brought our friendship that much closer together. And that, my friend, is a real blessing. You didn't hear anything that I just said, nope. you fucking didn't piece of shit. Word. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> you giant lump of dog shit. Wait, you might be getting a storm cell like last week. Watch out. I just, I just, I just recite basically a fucking Hallmark card, and you cocksucker, you weren't even listening. How does it feel? <laughs> you know how many times Jack has blown me off over a hundred episodes where I see him looking around. I'll be talking, and, I, and you, I can see him. And he's like fucking like a dog looking at a fucking bird. Uh, that's a bird. And then I'll go, right, Jack? He'll go, yeah. Mark. And then Mark, he'll start going t- in some other direction. Mark, can you tell him that I just said something very nice? Mark, what did he say? I got to show you the tears coming out of my eyes. It was <laughs> no, no, that, that's, that's just because your wine is burning your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I would a match. <laughs> Give me your tears, gypsy. It was, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. What he said. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Too late, um, fuck face. <laughs> there you go. You knew it wouldn't last. No. But uh, yeah, we kicked this off, and I, I don't. I didn't know where this was going. Jack didn't know where this was going. We did it for fun. We were fucking going by the you know how do they say it by the seat of our ass along the along the way trying to figure this thing out and figure out a uh, a format and we probably have changed the format at least four times in a hundred episodes um and we're still fine-tuning it we're still fine-tuning it and the good, uh, the good news is that all four of our friend, fans haven't noticed any of the real transformations or bumps in the road and they're still here well this bill green Scott Locke, Robert Kirkman, <laughs> Bill Green. Uh, see, Robert Scott Kirkman Locke. just comes on to be a fucking troll, and he he looks like a troll too. But oh my he's god, he's a good he's a good dude. dude. You're insulting our listeners. Wow. Now he's 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 not on here to listen. He's on here. To, he loves. He's a say. He's from St. Louis. They struggle with sports. So any oh, chance oh, he oh. gets when another team loses, he's that guy. Yeah, he's that guy. The, His team could suck. But he's going to jump on Mark Smith because his range is lost. See how I did that? When, when, when does the Bruins next series start? Yeah, anyways. That's, Jack's not a sports fan. No, that's not, not, a, not true. You're not a that's sports not fan. That's not true. You're, you're, you're a fo- Okay. I am, I am a sports fan. I am a Boston sports fan. And I'm all over them as soon as they get into the play. There, there you go. <laughs> Oh, geez. Bill Green says this show is his therapy. That's not good therapy. It was my <laughs> therapy just, when I first started listening to you guys. And then you guys are fucking demented. I said me and Tom aren't the only ones who fight, you know? So speaking of Tom, okay, so let's kind of jump into the a little bit of the, from the 50, we, we, we discussed 50 episodes. Now, the 50th episode is probably my 
most hated episode. Why? Because you were a fucking asshole on that episode. Mark? You, you, was you just that continue, guitar? Is that the guitar episode? That was the guitar episode where I just shut down and I just went quiet and Jack just kept laughing and laughing. And st- you fucking get that guitar. I will, I'll send Lou on you. I'm plugged into my amp. <laughs> Crank it up then. Um, and Jack just would not stop playing that fucking guitar. And he just, I, I, I swear the episode almost didn't make it. I, I almost just I, I walked pro- off I the episode. On, said, I, I promise on this episode, I won't play any guitar. Yeah. Is he, yeah. He'll pay his fucking, his, <laughs> his girly violin or mandolin or his midget <laughs> guitar, whatever it is. My harmonica. Yeah. I need Lou. <laughs> I need Lou. Um, so we moved on. And at that point, Jack started kind of hitting the road to do the work. Um, and then he'd, he'd be there. He'd be late because of work, but he always made the effort. Jack always made the effort. And then finally we had the conversation. He's like, listen, I'm going to be fucking, I'm getting crushed here. I got to go flying all over America doing whatever he got to do. And, you know, the living the executive life and, you know, no, no, listen, I was going to finish that with everyone thinks it's easy, but Jack hits the road and he hits it hard. And and there's no doubt, but he always tried to squeeze the show in because he's dedicated to it. He helped build it. But along the way, I, I started like, I got to kind of change it up here then. I mean, I can carry single episodes, but you know, it's good to have someone to bounce shit off. Uh, Jack, no, I, I want to see you try to carry an episode without doing that stupid Adam Sandler fucking voice that you always do. Hey, that would be his whole show. That would be a Jack's whole show. Uh, Scotty, Scotty, are you there? Scotty. Hey, hey, on this day in music, zippity-doo. Although one of the funniest episodes was the fucking when when I had technical difficulties and you just broke into that whole character and and I I was dying laughing on the replay. I am Scott McLean on this day. (laughs) You can't repeat it. It was in the moment. Elvis Presley had a sandwich. You're not even doing it right, so shut up. Just, just shush, shush. Anyways, so I had thrown it out there. Um, by, by the way, by the way, that word that you said, anyways. I know, you know I know. Deb hates it. I know. There's no, there's no s on the end of that. There is when I say it. You sound like a fucking fifth grader. No, nobody notices but you. <laughs> Anywho's. That's the anal Any, retentiveness. Anyhow's. Jack's very anal. Retentive. I didn't know the show was going to go this direction. In, yeah, I know. Ingestive. He's anal ingestive. <laughs> so I had put it out there that maybe I'm I'm going to try to test out some some fillers, some some background, you know, or a backup, a backup co-host. And I threw it out there, and I got an email from Tom Spallone. Who I didn't know, and and I have to back up. During the I don't know when he started watching. Started watching early, but Perry Dedovich. I got to give Perry a, a ton of thanks because he got that us guy all into your show. What's he got, that? He, Perry got all of us in, into the show. Yeah, Perry was a uh, he was he would comment in like he was part of the show, and Jack and I noticed in like the first time 
he he jumped in and, and like he's coming with knowledge, right? And he's he's hitting it in in. After the show, Jack's like, hey, who's that Perry Dedovich guy? I said, I don't know. <laughs> he goes, I thought you knew him. I don't know him. So I don't know. We Oh, he's gonna this ain't gonna be episode fifty. I will fucking put you in the penalty box, buddy. That's he's a new thing it. now. I was it's in the a, penalty box like five times last yeah, week. Yeah, penalty you get, you get in you thirty seconds in the, in the penalty, penalty box. box. Yeah. I, look, am I playing am I playing in the guitar? I just need a little back support. That's all. that's true. That's true. You're getting old. Um, that, that's dude. You're, you're like five years older than I. What are you like, 64, 65? But I now? look five years younger. What was <laughs> Vietnam like? <laughs> okay, dude. What was a hey, Mark Smith? You're a, you're a sports fan. What was the uh, the dude got drafted by the Portland uh, Trailblazers? Um, um, Clyde Drexler. No, jeez. No. Remember, uh, o- Odom. no, Od- Odom, Odom. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I'm not much. I don't know much about NBA. Ah, uh, but the dude, dude got drafted, um, and he, he was probably 23, 24, but he looked like old. And he was saying the funniest thing anyone ever said to him was he's running up the court, and the dude comes up next to him and says, "Yo, what was World War II like?" <laughs> Just thought that was funny. Anyways, so Tom comes on the show. And as Tom comes on, then Mark Smith was commenting in. Mark Smith was commenting in. Calling and, him uh, yeah, well, you know what? Let me, let me see something. Here we go. I'm going to, let's see. This was episode. Uh, do you remember what episode you came in on, Mark? No. I'm bad with numbers. Episode 58. It was June 15th. Wow. That long ago. Yeah, man. Jeez. So here, here's a clip. From, uh, what was this? Episode 57. There we go. Eh. Anyways. <laughs> I have one now. Yeah. Nice guy. Nice guy. He bought me a couple slices of pizza the other day, so I gave him the job. See how easy I am? See how easy I am? Just like that. Yeah. Ah, there, Mark Smith's in the house. Okay. All we need is uh, Perry Dedovich, and, and the show is complete. I can go home. Well, I am home. I'm in my home studio. But uh, without further ado, let me bring on the, 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 not the new co-host, but the guest co-host in the Ed McMahon chair, my new buddy, Tom Spallone. What's up, Scott? What's up, buddy? How you doing? Good. Is it Spallone or Spallone? No e, shorty, Stallone, so, like like Stallone. Okay. So I w- I went on to compare him. I said, wait a minute, how do I end up with another co-host that's Italian that his name could end in a, a S- Spallone, a Spalloni, Calabrese, Calabrese? I'm like, how did I? How did this happen? <laughs> how did I get another Italian in the seat? In Boca too. In Boca, yeah, yeah. So that's Tom came on. So how how many episodes did Tom was was Tom on? Did he know his stuff? Tom did, yeah. Tom did good, yeah. He he did uh, he did hold his own. He did. Hold so his where own. where is he these days? How come he's not here tonight celebrating Actually, on? Yeah. He's up here. He's up in this area, but he's in Jersey right now. Yeah, he's and he's I, good friends with Mark Smith. So I may or may not see him. I don't know. That's how I figured out. So Perry. New Mark Smith and then Lou Lou Calicchio would come in later to comment and drop, you know, 
knowledge bombs. But Tom would come in too. So I, he didn't. He told me after the show, oh, I know Mark and I know Lou. I've known them forever. Mark's a good friend of mine. And so I said, well, they're always commenting in. So let's, uh, I said, let's, can you get them? Can you get them for next week? And he said, sure. Because Jack was on one of his, you know, three-week rumbles across America. So this was episode 58. Jack's not here again. (laughs) Yep. Jack's not here again. It's becoming a... uh, a constant, but I love Jack. Stop Always the guitar, Jack. Stop it. So now that Jack's not here again, did I say again? <laughs> Let's bring on his uh, his filler, his 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 replacement, his Ed McMahon chair filler, my buddy Tom Spallone. Hey, Scotty boy, what's going on? What's up, Tommy? How you doing? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Glad all to right. be back. Glad to be back. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So... Already, Scott, the IT guy, said uh, he wants to know what Jack is, right? He, I think he knows that Jack's Jack's been uh, a malingerer on the podcast the last couple of weeks. <laughs> hey, Tom, you already have a – someone just commented uh, in. You already have a fan, Tom. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, buddy. So we're going to do the show, but it's a little different tonight. A little yeah. different. Yeah. So I've, I've had guests on in the past, and Tom is the uh, – He's the, the uh, let me get, this is me live right now. Very uncomfortable moment coming up. The, uh, the Doc Severinsen of the show. Very uncomfortable in for Jack. moment coming up. Uh, and Tom's actually brought a couple of friends along. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Tom kind of, well, they actually watched the show on YouTube. I didn't know the whole connection between yeah. these guys and Tom and and uh, and Perry Perry yeah, uh, Dedovich, yeah, they actually uh, uh, watch your show and they told me about it and I I started uh, listening to your podcast and uh, tuning in on uh, on YouTube whenever I could, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, these guys would comment in and I'd be like, you know what, these guys know their shit, like that they do, <laughs> yeah, I was I was always like, and it always kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, damn, that's like. They bring up some good points, some obscurity, and I like obscurity. Jack likes the obscurity. And so yeah. I was like, yeah. And then kind of this whole thing came together. And they have their own podcast called Music Relish. Music Relish. Right. So without further ado, let's bring on Mike Smith. Mark Smith. <laughs> Mark Smith. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was not a good way to start the introduction. This is I'm used to again. it. I'm That's what you said. It. Listen. <laughs> I'm new at this. I'm nervous. You guys, you other, yeah, well, let's, I'll pronounce this right. Lou Calicchio. <laughs> yeah, right. you get that right. <laughs> yeah. The hard name. I get the fucking easy name wrong. <laughs> so that was, that was how that all came about. Can you believe it's almost a year ago? That's yeah. Went quick. Yeah. And Tom's the reason I guess I came on the show, right? Yeah. He came on. Tom is. Yeah. yeah. And because of Perry. Yeah, yeah. So Perry, Perry, I thank you very much, my friend. And I encourage people to listen to the Music Relish podcast. He's a bot. Yeah. He's an AI. He's grown up. Yeah. Yeah. So then we kind of kicked it in and things started really rolling along. And um and it all started to work out. It all started to work out. Uh I did very few solo 
shows. And uh, from then, you guys have been a great addition. But I always get the fucking, where's Jack? I like Jack. You guys are good. You and Jack. Jack, 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 Jack. Yeah. So. I oh, yes. And there he is, all caught up in his, in his iPhone. Huh? Are you there, Jack? <laughs> what? What? Look, he's, still, he's, still, he's, still, he's still mad that I took the headphones off when he praised me. He's, still, he's trying to get me back. Well, no, I'm not. I'm ready for it tonight, buddy. I don't, I don't really care. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. fine. All right. It's fine. So as we come along, Jack, what was your, do you have a, a favorite episode, favorite moment? Do you have anything? Uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, just just little, little parts of a lot of our episodes. Every now and again, you got, you and I kind of get into this, you know, whether it's a, a riff or whether we're arguing or whatever, where, where it's organic and it's fun, you know, so it wasn't one particular episode it's it's little snippets here and there that i love and i love it when the guys are on i love that that mark is on and lou and baloney's baloney although i haven't been on with him uh at all um i i it's just been a lot of fun yeah and sometimes i have to it's terribly boring (laughs) (laughs) i won't that's when you I won't, talk. I won't tell you which part is boring, but it's generally like just imagine that it's on this day. <laughs> <laughs> that it's which Mark Smith, Mark Smith, help me out here. I like it. I like it. I very rarely disagree it's, with Jack, but I like it. That's it's it's his it's his yeah. yeah. Except when it's the nineties, right. it's nothing really that I like happened in the nineties. But hey, Mark, ah. do, do you like Greta Van Fleet? Are you a fan of theirs? I've kind of made peace with them. I hated them when I first heard them. Oh my and god! Then, their new their new single is amazing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> think, uh, that's how the fucking you know, guy I, sings. You know what? Any rock band at this time that's successful, I'm happy. If they're selling CDs, yeah. good for them. You know. So, so so let me let me ask you this: Are you at all excited? Like, will you lay down your hard earned cash? To go see Aerosmith on their final tour with the Black Crows supporting. It's you a know good what? bill. It's They're going to play near me in Newark at the at the, at the stadium. It's like a half hour drive. If the tickets are four hundred bucks, new. No. <laughs> yeah. If they're hundred, you know, they're one hundred and fifty. Maybe. Yeah, you know, I do want to see if, Aerosmith. If, if, if you were if you were able to get decent seats, I would actually drive down and go to that show with you. Really? Absolutely. Let's see what I can do. But, you know, you got to save your money for Oasis. But no, I don't because Scott's paying for it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Scott has to pay for the tickets, the airfare, the hotel, yeah. all of the food, no. my t shirt. No, no. You're fucking out of my your mind. Oasis, my, my Oasis. The t shirt will be as much as the fucking plane. My, my Oasis reunion koozie. I can't wait. I'm going to get it yeah. all. Start saving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great white oasis. Yeah, Greta, Van, Greta, Van, Greta Van Thunberg is not really my favorite couple. Yeah, of team. course, because they're, they're Greta a, Van Gobble, they're a rock band, and is. you like synthesizer music. Nah. <laughs> oh, that's the darkness. Come on. Uh, the, 
No, that's the way the dude from Greta Van I got to hear their new single. I know that they've been kind of getting away from the Zeppelin sound from what I've heard. Like, to, yeah, yeah, because they, 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 they were kind of. I don't know how far away they're from it on this <laughs> Yeah. One. But then again, far. remember the yeah. first two Rush albums, they sounded a lot like Zeppelin. Yeah. That's true. So it's, yeah. And they blamed Stone Temple Pilots for ripping off Pearl Jam. Record company did that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, um, I, I hate when they criticize uh, Stone Temple Pilots because I think that I think they're dreadfully and you've heard me say this before. Dreadfully, dreadfully yeah. underrated. Mm, uh, yep. Interesting writing, interesting songs. And, you know, the DeLeo, the guitar player is fucking outrageous. Listen yes. to some of those stories of those solos. They're blistering, mm-hmm. you know, just like hairpin turns and these quick runs and squeals and stuff like that. He is an amazing, amazing guitar player. So much so that if they were coming around, even without Scott Wieland or Wyland or however you pronounce it, I would go see them just to see those guy pl- those guys play. Mm. He is. He's a great guitar player. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's you know, are they going to get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Uh, that's a good question. I, I well, when we we're gonna get to that, that that'll. Get I, I, th- I think I, ev- I think eventually, eventually, Stone Temple Pilots oh. will be in. So I, I just want to jump back. I think my my most memorable moment on this podcast so far was when fucking Jack got up and just walked off the podcast and came back like four minutes later with the fucking tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> Literally, I meant to have a tuna sandwich. I gotta for say, show. I meant to, and I couldn't get that. It. Jack was fucking. That was the the pinnacle of your appearances on your, uh, on this show. That was the fucking highlight. I could not. Stop and I was laughing. on that show, and I couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, fuck! I should and, be watching. Dude, huh? It was so impromptu. I I I'm gonna think it wasn't planned. I get it was. Think it it, it wasn't planned. Dude gets up, makes a fucking tuna sandwich, and comes back eating it, and then sits down. Oh, you're still talking? <laughs> I think that's the first thing he said. Oh, you're still talking? I couldn't find that. Clip, yeah, but, but but you know what? I was I was more accepting of the on this day in music and whatnot because I ate a sandwich. I was relaxed. You know, <laughs> at least you were playing the yeah. guitar. I'd rather have you eaten yeah, tuna and, fish hey, sandwich. And, and you know what, Scott? You got to embrace it. If I'm eating a tuna fish sandwich, I'm not talking. Which means that you have all the airtime that you want, which is what you want. Good point. You know that this show That's is right. all about you, buddy. That's right. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see if this works. Is this hooked up? I got to uh, test this out. Let's see some. Oh, back here. I think we should All get right. guitars out. Yeah, dead air. This, this is good yeah. radio. A hundred fucking air, episodes, and we still don't have our shit together. Dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air. <laughs> I'm trying something, man. Yeah. It's going really well. It's not. I'm trying to get the phone to work, yeah. I'm going to go cook a steak. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Come on. I should have tested this. Oh, let's see. Call back. Somebody calling in? There you go. Hold on. Hey, darling. What's up, baby? Nothing much. How you doing? I'm doing well. 
You're on the podcast. Ah. I just want to say to you, baby, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be doing these podcasts. <laughs> yeah. You were the one that, yeah, that yeah. showed me that piece of a. Yeah, oh, yeah. Th- thank you very much for that. You've really, you know, provided a fucking <laughs> gift to the world. <laughs> I love you, Jack. I love, I love you too. <laughs> well, my, so Dr. Vera actually, Raquel, her name is Raquel. Um, Vera McLean, so Dr. She's and whatever. Anyways, um, she showed me this piece of equipment at Christmas like three years ago. And I had mentioned podcasting prior to that. And then I looked into it. And it was at that time, it was very complex. You had to go to a studio and it just wasn't built for you doing it from home. And she showed me this piece of equipment and she says, I was going to get you this for Christmas. And it's a podcast mic, it's like for recording. And I was like, huh. And that triggered everything sent me down the rabbit hole and she supported me when I needed my third microphone. (laughs) She supported me when I moved up to the Rodecaster Pro because I'm all about the sound. She supported me when I would yell about Jack. (laughs) Oh, by the way, Rack, say hello to Mark Smith, who you hear about all the time. Oh, hello, Hi, Raquel. How are you? I'm very good. Thank good, you. Good to finally say go. hi. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to get them to come down to visit, but we'll see. We'll oh, see. Yeah. that'll be wonderful. Well, all right, baby. I just want to say thank you. Because of you, I started this whole podcasting and live streaming. And uh, you, you were, uh, <laughs> you were, uh, uh, you're my muse. Yes. It was, it's fun. Yes. Thank you for giving the world this, this gift. <laughs> It's just it's, it's been it's been a real addition to the cultural fabric of our country and the world. <laughs> fine, fine job. All right, baby, I'll spare you Jack's bad jokes. Good night, Jack. Good night. Good night. Love you, baby. Bye. Love you too. Bye. Oh my God, what a what a be- what a beautiful voice she has. I'm all yeah. tingly. I'm all tingly. She she's gonna do the intro to my new podcast. It's, music it's, news. It sounds like it should be something erotic. She's got an amazing voice. I, I know love it's it. very sexy voice. Yes, yeah, very. She does. I know. As do you, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So we kind of we we kind of Mark. You know, uh, uh, as far as you coming on to the show, you guys were watching. You were listening. What were your first impressions? Of me and Jack when you when Perry said, Hey, you gotta listen to these I guys. I loved well, Perry was like, You gotta listen, they're talking about our music and yeah, you were talking about I love the friction between you two. Fucking hilarious. Wait, what friction? <laughs> and it's real. No, no it's you know real. What I like? it's a, you know, Scott's Scott's interaction with anybody. I mean, did you just hear his wife? Can you believe she's just like <laughs> Oh, Scott, I love you so much. I just want to make a sandwich. And... <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'll go watch the Bruins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark, before you were so rudely oh, interrupted. No, no, Jack can interrupt me anytime. Uh, don't stop All saying right, um, that. But what I like what you guys talk about is you remind me of me, not Tom, but I had a couple other friends that go to all these concerts and you guys like, just went it seemed like you went to see every show and that was me 
I was at the Meadowlands or I was in the city at the, you know, Beacon or whatever. So that's that's the connection I got on the show. And Perry, that's what Perry liked about the show, too. Just true music fans, you know. Cool. Which you were a musician. That's the problem. You're not a musician. But, you know, I mean. Mark, Mark, I'm the go, go, fucking lead singer Mark, going to, of Rage Against the Cafe. So, yeah, yeah. What are you? Oh, you're the guitar let's, player. Let's be right. honest. You've never raged against any cafe. <laughs> 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 you, you may have. You maybe you should change that to raved with the cafe. There you go. <laughs> this this pudding is delicious. I ate, ate at the cafe. I ate at the cafe. I wish Lou had power. <laughs> Come on. Here. <laughs> he doesn't have power. Huh? He still doesn't have it. Mark, yeah. you, you, Mark, you've seen a bunch yeah. of shows of the Beacon. Yeah. Do you ever get to see the Almond Brothers there? You You want to laugh? No. And that's one of the oh. bands I never got to see because every year would come, they would do all the shows, they would sell out, and I yeah. was either busy, and I took it for granted. And then Tom, Tom Spillone went to one of the shows, and he's not an Almonds fan. He was like, "Hey, they're good." Oh, they never got those to see guys them. kick ass. I mean, even some of the later folks. I mean, like uh, Warren Haynes. What a monster oh, guitar great. player! Yeah. So, yeah. Did you see that they're doing what is it? Dark Side of the Mule tour. So, Government Mule is is going out on tour, and they're doing a bunch of their stuff. But they're doing Dark Side of the Moon in its entirety. Really? Yeah. That's going to be great, Scott. If that if that wow. comes anywhere near you, you should go to that show. I mean, yeah. talk about accomplished music uh, musicians. Those guys are. Amazing, I'm gonna have to look at that. Amazing. Yeah. Wow, to pull that off. Well, if anyone you know, can play that guitar, but, Warren Haynes, he's gonna do yeah. a great job with it. Yeah. Warren Haynes is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I will definitely, Jack. Maybe we could meet somewhere. Sure. Go to that show. How about if it plays at the Beacon? You know? Yeah. Halfway. We can go hang time. out with we Max. Can work it we out. can go hang out with Max Smith. Yeah, and he can drink his fucking fairy tale wine, whatever it's called. There you go. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So, all right, gentlemen. Good reminiscing, but let's get let's get into something real. I know Jack. Jack is on a time limit. Scott. Scott, let me ask you something. So we're 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 a (laughs) hundred episodes in. What are your aspirations? Do you think you'll get to two hundred? Do you think we'll you'll get to five hundred? Like, you know what? What is I am not. What is your dream? I'm not going to stop doing them. I'm just going to keep so, doing them. So it's, no it's going to be, it's gonna be welcome to Milk Crates and Turntables. I'm your host, Scott McLean, and we're sponsored by Polydent and Depends and Geritol. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm almost ready to wear my Depends when I do this show, between the water and the wine. Um, I just have some music news for you right now. Lou might, Uh-oh. Lou, Lou might be on very soon. Uh-huh. Yes, All right. You're still hey, on. Good. Hey, yeah. Speaking of you know music news, what, what do you guys think of the passing of Gordon Lightfoot? Ah, uh, uh, legend. Right? At least he lived a full life. He got old. 80, 84 years old. That that yeah. boy fornicated his way across the world many times. But I, I've been deep you diving into his music over the last week, and I just forgot all the deep cuts he was. Do you have a Do you have a favorite? Any? any uh, you know. I'll tell you what, I actually grew to like, and I'm, I don't know his catalog as good as other people, but... 20 yeah. albums. I really like this album called... Give me one second. I'm getting it on my Spotify. See, Mark's the, tech, the technology. It's an album called Shadows from the 80s. I had little keyboards on it, but that is a good album. That's a really good album. He said, you know what? It's, it's funny. I mean, there, there's a guy that 
has had a very successful career and was touring, you know, pretty much right up until the end. Mm. But I don't think that he necessarily got the respect or the notoriety that that he deserved. I mean, I I think people. I'll tell you why. I, I think people did take him for for granted, and he he just has some amazing, iconic songs. I mean, if you could read my mind, you know, Sundown, The Wreck oh. of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Come on. Yeah. Greatest story ever told on on music. I can tell you why, why? Jack. He could have made millions more than what he made. Um, on top of what he made, if he stayed in the U.S., but he didn't. He elected to stay in Canada. And for decades, he gave the cold shoulder to to being famous and touring America. And, I mean, you got to admire the guy. He never lost touch with his small-town yeah. roots. He stayed loyal. It was almost like well, not, a hollow not, not, not necessarily kind Not of necessarily small-town roots because he lived in Toronto. Which is not small, town. right? The man, but but it, well, he lived in Toronto. Where was he from, though? Um, Canada. He grew up in. Yeah, he went. Grew up, Mi- Manitoba. Brainiac, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, Manitoba. Ooh, cold up there. I'll tell you. I think, Mini- think you know. Manitoba is in Minnesota. No, I don't know. Yeah, same thing. Minnetonka. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Jack. But he. Uh, but he could have been. Uh, he could have been a like a Jim Croce type. Uh, like monster in that sense, if he stayed in the U.S. and recorded wait, in wait, the U.S. Wait, wait, and toured wait, the U.S. Hold on a second. Did you just compare Gordon Lightfoot's career to he could have been a monster like Jim Croce? Jim Croce was on top of the fucking world when he died. He, yeah, he was. He was on. Nah, he, he was. was a, he that was dude, on his. I don't, he was on his think, way. But think about it. But I'm not. I'm not sure. But I'm, he was I'm not sure that you should compare. A long, illustrious career with a guy whose career got cut short tragically with a with a plane crash. You know, you, you should maybe be comparing him to Billy Joel or Elton John or somebody that had that big career. And you know, Jim Croce unfortunately didn't. And I love, love, love Jim Croce. Listen, what I'm saying is, at the time, Jim Croce was on his way to being that guy. He was going to be that guy. He was take. He was had the acoustic guitar. He had the personality. He had the voice. He had the songwriting skills. He had the. He had it he had all. The, he he had, was ready. And, he had and, a kick-ass mustache. Hey, hey, listen. Only Groucho had a better one than him. He, a, he was but, a cool-looking uh, dude. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah but I, I, and I'm comparing them in that sense because they both play guitar. They both were great songwriters. They were both. And Jim Croce, yes, he got his career cut short. Got, had gotten got, cut got short, unfortunately. But Gordon Lightfoot could have been at that caliber, but he just he and he got there eventually, but he got there the long way and he didn't jump in it for the money and he didn't tour America, you know, and go over to Europe. He really stuck around in Canada. That's why they called him a national treasure. That's why he's in the the Canadian music, everything. I don't, I, he's yeah, but like I don't, I don't, Canada. I don't think, he, he made Canada cool. I don't, I don't think Gordon, that's not a cool country. I don't think Gordon Lightfoot ever stopped touring the United States. He just didn't do it on a on on, on a large scale. Uh, for years and years and years, he he toured like every summer, but he he was never able to get. Be- and where did he oh, go? What what can fuck, you, what can venues you let me did he play? Finish. Jesus. Well, Christ. you've been fucking talking since eight o'clock. Yeah, he never line. he never he never got past <laughs> he never got past that kind of Cape Cod North Shore. The Cape Cod Melody Circus or anything like that. The, yeah. You know, the, the Hampton Beach Casino. 
he you know he got to that level and he never like I don't remember ever uh, Gordon Lightfoot playing like the Boston Garden you know or exactly. or, or a big play or even like the Wang Center which is like a five thousand seat he was always playing you know eight hundred a thousand twelve hundred he was never because able he wanted to, to. I was never able to get beyond that I. I don't think he wanted That's to bullshit. go beyond. He that. wanted any musician wants to have a large, large audience, and he wrote popular songs. He would have played the large venues if he could. Do you know how he know how he gauges his large audience? His fucking record oh, sales. God, that's what gauges your audience, dude. Not you went you played a five thousand seat arena or a two thousand seat arena. Where's where's the money? The money is in touring. The adulation, you know, he... See, you're assuming that this guy was all about the money. No, he wanted I'm money. I'm, Just because- I'm, I'm not. I'm saying, you know, the you know the crowd response. He wanted to play to a bigger audience. Don't, don't try to tell me... He could have played. Don't try to tell me that Gordon Lightfoot could have sold out the Boston Garden, because he couldn't have. Not saying that he would have sold he out the Boston Garden. Who, how many fucking guitar players, acoustic guitar players, can sell out the fucking Boston there's Garden? There's a bunch of them out there that could. But Gordon name Butch, them. Give me start. Start giving me Ed names. Sheeran. What the fuck? Neil Young. Did you just fucking compare Gordon Light and say but Ed Sheeran? Like, Ed, Ed Sheeran yeah. is Ed Sheeran is an acoustic guitar player that plays by himself. And by the way, around these parts. He's actually sold out not one but two shows. Not at the no, okay. Hold so on, that's one. On, that's the anomaly. All right, give hold, me all Ed Sheeran's fucking stats. I don't care. I don't care. No, he didn't sell out the garden. He sold. You that. know why? Because he's got he like let, teenage he girls are loving him. That's this, why. This is why I don't come on the show because you you just don't want to hear somebody else's opinion. Oh, that's why you don't come on the show. It's, this this is just. Is that why you don't fucking it, come on the show? Just, this is just terrible. It's agonizing. Come on. This is why I don't come on the show. Maybe this is why I don't want you on the show. Here we go. The breakup so, so anyway. The fighting on stage. Anyways. Uh, not a Z, it's an S. Ed, Ed Sheeran not only sold out one, but two shows. Not at the Boston Garden, but Gillette Stadium. Okay. So what's your point? I'm, what I'm saying is, is that there are guitar players that... that Play acoustic guitar that can sell out big venues. Yeah. He's the anomaly. Neil Young can do it. That's, Garth, okay. Garth, that's Garth, Garth Brooks could probably do it. Taylor Swift can do it. Don't forget what's his name that went join the dead. I'm getting a mind. Yes, mark. what's his name? John oh, Mayer. Schmitty's. John Mayer. He John did Mayer acoustic gigs at the LA Forum and sold out. Yeah, John, John. So John, think about think about okay. John Mayer, okay, John, Mayer, John, right Mayer John Mayer is out on tour. It has sold out the Boston Gardens alone. Okay, alone. Just okay, great. That's guitar. great. Now, now let's let's get to, let's get to the difference here. Let's get to the difference. Gordon Lightfoot came up in the seventies. There was no social media. There was no big fucking hype machines behind them that could control seven different fucking social media platforms and put out millions of fucking posts. And just inundate everybody with their music. YouTube wasn't around. None of that was around when Gordon Life was coming up. Neil Young is a legend. Okay, I'm going to give so, you that. So wait a minute. I'm, Gord, I'm Gord, giving Gordon you that. Lightfoot's not a legend. He is, but he could have been. And Neil Young, another Canadian. I'm telling you, read up on the guy. 
he was not all about that. He wasn't really about, he loved his art. He loved his, his, his uh, performance. Uh, so he Neil, doesn't Neil, like the Neil, adulation. Neil Young doesn't love his art? I didn't say that. Neil Young likes his art. Oh, wait, Neil Young likes to sell his fucking catalog for a quarter of a billion. He likes his art. Whatever. Where where are we going? Where are you going I with that? No are you are you to the point where you're nitpicking what I'm saying? Like no, no, wait, every, no, 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 which you usually and, do, actually, anyways. Actually, you know, the the thing that I'm nitpicking about is that you say, "Well, Gordon Lightfoot came up in the '70s." Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Gordon Lightfoot oh, came Jesus, up. He's talking he again. He came up in the '70s. He didn't have the access to social media, so he couldn't have played those large venues. But James Taylor could have. Can I fucking talk now before you go? No, no, you talk over everything. That's what you do, okay? That's what you fucking do. Wow. Now I'm going to reply to this. No, he could he could have if he wanted to. Gordon Lightfoot could have done that if he wanted to. He had the catalog. He had the music. He just didn't choose the fame and fortune. The dude was just one of those laid back dudes. He's like, I don't really need it. He liked it. He he loved performing, but just because somebody doesn't sell out for you know, fucking Boston Gardens, because what he didn't maybe he didn't want to. Like I said, you are assuming that he did and he couldn't. Well, well wait a minute. Let, That's what I'm getting out of you. You're assuming he he wanted to, but he couldn't. I and I am saying that. I I don't I the, the my original point is that I don't think that Gordon Lightfoot got the respect that he deserved given his catalog his talent and his abilities. And 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 I I believe that if he could have played those larger venues, he would have. Oh, we'll agree to All disagree. Right. I and hate I'll that say this. Thing, the reason another reason I think he doesn't get the respect he deserves is if you say to the average person, "Did you ever listen to Gordon Lightfoot?" They usually say, was what I've heard is, oh, he's that folk singer who wrote the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. They don't think of him yeah. as just that limits you once you're known as a folk singer. Yeah, he got he got he got he got known in the country of his he birth. got typecast. He was Gilligan. <laughs> That's in the United States, but how did he how did he do in Canada? Where he chose to stay. He actually did really good in England. He toured England quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Didn't do the O2 he, he arena, did. but you know what? You know what? Gordon Lightfoot no, was didn't do Wembley, Gordon but Gordon Lightfoot was a journeyman. He worked, he toured a ton because he had to. Working musician. No, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying that he was hurting for money, but he was a working musician right. because he he didn't get the accolades and the adulation and the big contracts and the and you know playing. So he, you know, look, he used to come here to the Portsmouth Music Hall. He would have much rather have played, you know, bigger venues just to make sure that, you know, his music was getting out there and in broadening his audience, which is not a bad thing. It doesn't mean that he's not he doesn't care about his art. You know, the, the people get into the music business because they want people to hear their music. It's just like this podcast. It would be wonderful if we could actually get our viewership and our listenership beyond 10. But we're at 10. We're the Gordon Lightfoot of podcasts. And that and that's fine. Jeez, and that's fine. We yeah. We're not in it for the money. It, it, See, I'm not in it for the money. I'm going lifefully. I'm not in it for the money. I'm not pushing it for the money because once it turns to a business, it's not fun. Yeah, but anymore. You're, you're telling me that on this podcast, you wouldn't love it if there were a thousand people listening. I, I'd love it if there was a thousand. 
I'd yeah, love it if there was a hundred. It's, it's great. I mean, you look. I, I would love it if it was just the, the the you know the three of us talking. I think we would still do it. And I think that the conversation wouldn't be that much different than it is right now with a little bit of an audience. But it would be. It would if be. I it wanted would be, to. Promote- it would be really cool if other people when- could enjoy the magic that is created. On this podcast between Scott would you agree? Would you agree? You're fucking rambling tonight. Would you agree? Would you agree that I I know a little bit more about podcasting in in the podcasting business in the way it works than you do? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, no question. Okay. If I wanted to, if I really wanted to, I could promote the fuck out of this podcast, but then it's, it's work. It's business. It's like, I, I thought about it and I did it first. I was like, okay, I started looking into it. I'm going to, I could buy fucking advertising on other podcasts and I could do all that shit. But then it becomes, it became like work and I don't want this to be work because I don't need the money. You know, I'm not in it for, and if people find out about it, as I say, this podcast has what I call a nice cult following and that's, I'm happy with that. And is it, if it grows a little at a time, that's so fine. You're the Gordon Lightfoot of podcasts. That's right. I think Jack oh, just okay. said that. Sorry. <laughs> can I get back so to hey. Jack? Uh, can I get <laughs> to say something Christ. about Gordon Lightfoot, though? And Scott, I'll send you the link. There's a John Prine video not long before he died. He was on some guy has a YouTube channel where he does concerts in his house. And he has all the people sitting in the living room. Right, there was one right. i'm watching it john prine i'm loving it and all of a sudden i'm like i know that guy sitting down it was gordon lightfoot and he plays one song and gordon starts crying and that was that just oh, oh shit like it really it was his favorite john prine song can't remember which one yeah i'll get yeah that is just you have to see that just to see gordon yeah bob dylan bob dylan absolutely loved gordon lightfoot he said listening to every song he ever wrote he said it was like it was like a breath of fresh air that he didn't want to exhale after. That's, you know, that's once every song was over, he was like, Bob so, "Yeah, Bob Dylan loved some, Life. some of loved some him. of his songs were absolutely iconic. I mean, you know, Early Morning Rain. How many times has that song been covered? He's a national treasure to a country. Yeah, you know what I mean. That that's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, he made Canada cool. Him and Neil Young made Canada cool in both in their own ways. Come on, wait a minute. Brian Adams made Canada cool. <laughs> Everybody's forgetting Rush. Come on. Oh, I love Rush. Hey, but I'm t- well, Gordon Lightfoot was around yeah. before them. He paved the way, yeah. and I'm sure Getty Lee, uh, Neil Peart, and uh, 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 Alex Lifeson. What's his name? Alex Wow, Leifson. you said Neil Peart's the- name right. Nobody says it right. Of course I did. Everyone yeah. says Pert. Jax is Pert. I don't well, say Pert. Hey, look, I, I saw Rush a half dozen times, man. I loved that band. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't get to see them. I, that's one group I wanted to no, see. No, 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 no. I was busy no, serving it's, my it's, country. It's not that you didn't get to see them. You didn't choose to see them because you could have seen them anytime I don't remember an opportunity to see them. I don't remember, like, uh, there was a Rush concert that I didn't know about. Maybe I wasn't into them then because, those, remember those now, guys- like Mark Smith said, like Mark Smith said, 
He likes the '80s Rush. That's when I started liking Rush. Yeah, but 80s. but you know, Rush Rush, whole Rush different... were a pretty heavy touring band. They played yeah. every couple of years, so you you yeah. you had your opportunities, but you just you know whatever you know you, the schedules didn't yeah. line. You weren't paying attention. Okay, but, I I stand corrected. I probably should have gone to see yes, them, but I wasn't into them. Yes, you should have, because they were awesome. They were fantastic. Opportunity. Well, we had a lot of missed opportunities. Hey, We've I never saw the almonds. Missed right? concert I never opportunities. Saw the they did a 20, right. 20 seat right. night residency in New York City, a half hour from my house, and I never saw them. So, was it, is, it, is there a, is it, if you could pick like one, and, and you can expand it beyond that, let's say it's three bands, but is there one band that just kicks you in the gut that you had the opportunity to see that you didn't? I'm, I'm, I'm going to interrupt for one second. Dave Phillips is watching us from Aruba. That's a fucking fan. He's on vacation in Aruba and he's watching us. See, Jack, that's fucking milk crates and turntables. That's my audience. That's my hardcore cult following audience. Doesn't matter where they are. They watch this podcast. They listen. I don't need the thousands and yeah, thousands. But, but, and th- although we are over 20,000. T- t- Scott, Scott don't, don't forget that Dave Phillips says that he's dialed in from Aruba because he heard I was going to be on the show. Uh, <laughs> you're a motherfucker. You're such a fucking asshole. You're such so, an do you want to, do you want to answer my question? Good is it, take, is it good compelling? Call. Is it interesting at all? Yeah. It is. It's very. There's a couple. Do, I do never. You, Mark, all right, Mark. Do you do you have anybody on the like? Uh, yeah. Like who comes to mind first? Uh, probably the Almonds because I grew up a big Almonds fan, and I really liked that last incarnation. They were a different kind of band. Um, and I'm also going to go with. I never saw the Stones, and I don't want to see them now because they're not the Stones. But I wish I had seen the Stones. I. It's okay if it was just the bass player not being there, Bill Wyman. But I never got to see him with Charlie Watts. No Charlie, reason to yeah. see him now. It's going to be like a Keith. Uh, Keith Richards solo show, you know, with uh, yeah. what's his name, but uh, yeah, that big miss. Is that, is it, isn't it funny? I mean, like I, I happen to agree with you, like not not seeing the almonds, and I and I did happen to to actually catch them a couple of times, but you do for for a while take them for granted. The Almond Brothers toured pretty much every summer. Yeah, you know when when they came to New England, it was always you know three or four nights, so you mm-hmm. you had your your choice. And because it, it, you know, there was abundance, you know, it, it, you almost didn't have the desire, yeah. you know, there wasn't, a, and desire may be the wrong word. There wasn't like an urgency to, right. you know, to go right. and see them. Exactly. You know, like, ah, oh, you know, I'll catch him next time. I'll catch it. They're always well, around. They're always the around. other band, the other band yeah. I regret never seeing, never saw Van Halen, never saw Eddie. And they were always at the Meadowlands in New Jersey. It seems like every year they were playing in the summer and I said, oh, I'll go another time. Never saw Van Halen. Yeah. You know? That's probably the biggest thing that we've all did when we were like, oh, I'll yeah. see them again. But for well, some look, reason, I, I, I think I've told this, you know, this story on, on the podcast, but my biggest regret is if I go up into my attic right now in a, a footlocker, in a shoebox, in oh, an envelope is four unused Nirvana tickets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, and literally, literally I said to Deb, I was like, ah, I'll catch him next time. It was a rainy, shitty night, and I won't go into the whole story. Yeah, yeah. But I, I could not find anybody to go with me. You know, my friends were having kids, and it was a Tuesday, and it was rainy, and it was a long night. And I, I was this close from going alone. Yeah. And Deb was just like, I really don't want you going. You know, and she wasn't the one that prevented me. It was me. Uh, pussy <clears throat> uh, we've all been there i didn't go to a palatini <clears throat> show same thing kids were little 
I broke my arm. I was going to uh, go in the sling to he was playing, you know, and but I've seen Pat Metheny a lot, you know. Now, let me turn the, the question around a little bit. Is there anybody that you saw that died that you could say, I saw him, and it's almost like a bragging right to say you saw them to younger people? Sure, sure. Um, I, I have a bunch. Uh, Prince, Ra- Jack, Ra- Prince. Prince, Ray Charles. Oh, man. I'd, say Prince. S- Sina- I'd say Prince. Is Sinatra. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Prince, you know I'll, I'll tell you one of the one of the big ones. Uh, and and this was right around the same time, uh, the Clash with Joe Strummer. Wow. Uh, the the original Pretenders before James Honeyman Scott and Pete Farnden died. Wow. And, and I'll tell you one yeah. one of my big favorites, the the Ramones. It, it breaks my heart that all those guys are gone. Yeah. They're not that old. They weren't. You know. They. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big fan, but I agree with you, Jack. Well, you know, I mean, I'm it's, not a big, but I agree it, with you. Yeah, it is weird when they're when they're, they're not there anymore. Yeah, and you, you know saw I mean? Prince. I always wanted. To, I wanted to see Prince, and I just had no one to go with. Like, you want to go with me to see Prince? I don't like Prince. Nobody. None well, of hey, yeah, you know what, Mark? Mark, that if you can believe this, the last time I saw Prince, yeah, was at Madison Square Garden in 2011, alone. Wow. Did you drive down to the city? Just no, I was. Him? I just had. I happened to be down there on business, and um, it was. It was so funny. I for, for whatever reason, I decided to take the train down to New York, and and you come out of Penn Station in Madison mm-hmm. Square Garden is is right across the street, as you know. Yeah. yeah. And saw on the marquee that Prince was playing the next night, so I I literally have my suitcase you know, my briefcase and everything. And I walk into Madison square garden and there's nobody in line at the ticket window. And there's only two windows that are open. And I see this guy, heavy set dude, glasses and whatnot. And I was like, Hey, are there any tickets left for Prince tomorrow night? And he was like, yeah, there's some balcony seats up here, here. And then I, and I asked him, I was like, so is there going to be a release, a ticket release tomorrow? And he said, how do you know about ticket releases? And I was like, I, I just know. And he was like, well, I can't tell you that there's going to be a ticket release. But if there were going to be a ticket release, it would be about 10.15 tomorrow morning. So the next day, I literally ran out of the meeting that I was in and ran down to Madison Square Garden, which is now buzzing with people. Uh And all of the ticket windows were open, but I stood back and I made sure that I found my guy that I spoke to the day before and walked up and said, hey, remember me? He was, he was like, and he goes, I figured you'd be, you'd be here. And I was like, so, you know, any, any tickets released? And he was like, yeah, he was like, most of them gone because they're doubles and whatnot. I was like, look, all I'm looking for is a single. He was like, I have a single in the front row. No shit. So it was, it was in the round and there were kind of club seats. And then there was the first row and I was in the first row and to my right was Chris Rock and his family. And to my left was Kim Kardashian and her friends. Wow. And me, pasty, white guy, no rhythm at all. Did, you have, a tuna, did you have a tuna sandwich with you? <laughs> I had my tuna sandwich, <laughs> and, and he was unfucking believable He played everything. Yeah, he was on sure. fire. He was so happy that he was playing Madison Square Garden. Uh, CeeLo Green was the opening act. Mm-hmm. So it was just... One wow. of the most amazing concert experiences I had ever had. And, and unfortunately, I didn't have anybody to share it with. Although I've yeah, told the story right. a billion times, so I've kind of shared it with everybody. There you go. Yep. Yep. There you go. 
Uh, but by, uh, by the way, before, the... before you move on, there was one one more person that was really iconic that I got to see. You know who's iconic? Lou Colecchio. How you doing, man? Microphone, Lou. Microphone. So, so before before we get too far away yeah. from it, yeah. I'll tell you mine icon, that I saw it too. One but. one icon that I got to see before she passed was Aretha Franklin. Oh wow, that's that's great. Yeah, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan at Montclair yeah. University in New Jersey in the gymnasium, and it was when he was at the height of his drinking. So he comes out on stage and he's wobbling, and I went, "Up, oh, this is going to be a bad show." He could he, had, he could barely stand, but once he the the, the band kicked in, he was fine. Then the, the, yeah. so, the show would end, like the song would end, and he'd be like, <laughs> "Yeah, he was like all warbly and everything." But he put on one hell of a show, and it was like God, maybe five hundred people in there, five hundred people. That's the story I tell. I I saw him on the second night of a two night uh, stint in Boston at the Orpheum, and it was November, and he lost his voice. Oh. So he said he sang like two songs. They were all his voice was all fucked up, and he says, "Listen, I, I I lost my voice. This weather, yada yada." He goes, "But I'm gonna make it up to you with my guitar." And he just fucking did. He did. I, I, <laughs> like, I don't, it was an amazing performance. I, I don't think that that I've ever seen a guitar player that had his talent kind of channel through him and just play so organic and and natural, mm-hmm. like. He, it, it was like it was just so effortless the way that he played, but with passion and with with physicality, you know. Because yeah. I mean, he 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 went at it. But I've never ever seen a guitar player be able to play like that. Other than like Eddie Van Halen, Different you, you style, know, but like, yeah. when I'm playing yeah. guitar and I'm trying to do finger tapping, like it's real effort. And yeah. it's like Eddie Van Halen. Eddie's just got that t- sheepish grin. He's going. Ooh, he's ooh, he's ooh. barely touching the strings. It's. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. unbelievable yeah. and by the way you know talking about people that we were able to see that are gone you know take it for granted i mean it, you know I, I know mark you said that you weren't able to see van halen for whatever reason although i don't believe it i'm sure you had plenty of opportunities that you taken it didn't take advantage of it but i saw i saw every tour from women and children first to the second sammy album just because that's what you did during the summer you went and saw van halen yeah but you take yeah. take it for granted. Mike, you take it for granted that that Eddie Van Halen was a genius. Yeah, yeah, we did. I took it for granted. Lou, give Mike me a mic check. Nope. Nope. Rutabaga. It's, it's been an ordeal already. Well, me and Jack will keep talking music talk. Please. We'll put Scott. Yeah, it, 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 Mark, Mark. Did you notice it? It only took us like close to a fucking hour to get into the music talk. <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm going to the green room. Lou's going to give me the thumbs uh, down again. What's that, Lou? Yep. Yeah, you go. What's up, buddy? All right. All right. What's up, Lou? See you guys. Happy, uh, happy hundred show, Jack. How are you? Good to see you. Uh, it's good to see you as well, sir. Look, looking good. Looking good. Yeah. Sounding thank you. good. Yeah. 30, 30, Lou, uh, 30, uh, 30 pounds down. By the way, Scott. Really? You know you as well. You you played that clip earlier. <clears throat> You've lost a considerable yeah. amount of weight. I lost 45 right. pounds since That's then. Game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you haven't actually. Two more chin. You look better than you originally. <laughs> so, Lou, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Mark. Do you remember your first appearance? Do you know what episode it was? Of, no, no. It was June 15th. 
Right Last after my year. birthday. <clears throat> almost wow. a year. Episode 58. Wow. Almost half, halfway through the, uh, the, the run so far. I played the clip where uh, uh, where uh, uh, Tom introduced you know, right. was on and brought you guys on sure. earlier. So, but uh, Lou, I want to thank just like I thanked Mark, and if I didn't, Mark, I think I did. But you guys have have made a world of difference to this oh, podcast. Um, you make it uh, you you bring an element to it. Jack and I have our chemistry, hold on, hold on. and it's uh, that's right. Ah, <laughs> he took his headphones <laughs> off. This motherfucker. That's for Jack. you. You like Jack way too much. You you and Jack just need to do a podcast. Me and fucking Lou do our podcast. And that's We're fine. Players, that's fine. You know, we can't help it. We're wise ass. I'll take the fucking drummer any day. That's what she said. <laughs> Gotta have a good drummer in your band. Oh, that's right. That's Dude, right. You have, you, they were you, making you, fun you, of Rage Against the Cafe, by the that? way, Lou. Jack was making fun of Rage Against no, the Cafe. <laughs> He said, he said it's more like, for me, he said it's more like eating at the cafe. <laughs> We're going to turn the actual music. Jack says, I never saw a cafe I raged against. <laughs> no, it, was, it, was, it wasn't rage. It was rave. Rave against okay. the cafe. Well, we can change for a night. Rave against the cafe. That would go over Don't water. give Jack any. Got to get the dry ice, please. the lights, you know. And we, got a, we got a four-piece band right here. So ta- yeah. talking about, you know. You, ja- I would never be in a band with Jack. Yeah, would, no. talking, yeah. It's the Gallagher brothers. It's the fucking Gallagher brothers go. all over again. Yeah, fucking, fucking. <laughs> so listen, gentlemen, let's get into, Lou, good timing. We're going to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. Right. All right. This I, I got the list. I'm going to put it up on the screen. Um. So you have, uh, let me see, performer categories, Kate Bush, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, George Michael, Willie Nelson, Rage Against the Machine, and the Spinners. Okay, where do you rate that category? That that class. Uh, what took him so long for Willie Nelson? One. Um, uh, Shell Crow on the fence. I don't know. Uh, K- K- hey, Lou, no. Perry picked that one. Remember, Perry was saying yeah, last year. I mean, actually, I'm saying no. Kate Bush too. I don't know. Rock and Roll Fame. I know there's an influence there, but. Is that is that because of resurgence of her popularity? I think it's just she's been put on the fence so many times. I think they plus, I told you this whole they they, they are just identity politics now. They're making sure they get enough women in wait, there. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, wait a minute! That, that is fucking an asinine, ridiculous, idiotic no, it's statement. It's true. No, it's you, true. Wait a minute! You it's you're true. saying that Kate Bush. Why the wait, fuck? Wait, why wait, the wait. fuck is Cheryl Crow getting in there before Stone Temple Pilots? Why the fuck is Cheryl Crow getting in there before even the Pet Shop because, Boys? Why the fuck is Cheryl Crow getting in there? Period. Because because Cheryl Crow has had a long and successful and an influential. Well, well, what was the last fucking album you listened to by her? All I want to do <laughs> is have some fun. Oh, the Bengals in. Right? The Bengals. The Bengals in the Hall of Fame. I don't think they're not. No, and they should be over fucking. Hey, listen, I'll take Carly Simon over fucking Cheryl Crow. Wow. Cheryl Crow. Not me. She's got a lot of good stuff. Why the fuck isn't Joan Armatrading in there? Look at Jonah. Go to Joan Armatrading's wiki, and you're going to see a fucking 50 year career of awards, everything from jazz to pop. So, folk, that woman, that woman has won it all. But no, they put in the fucking popular Cheryl Crow. And Warren Zevon, yeah. right? What, what happened there? Well, can I bring up a little stat? 
I'm not a huge show right, girl so, fan, so I don't gauge her career by. I know there was. I, well, I've Jack's heard, looking I've at her hits. stats. Well, 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 I, I am. Yeah, I, we all heard hits minute, in the minute, '90s. Wait, wait. First off, Cheryl Crow is still selling out big arenas. She's not playing in small places like Gordon Lightfoot. She's been. She's. Uh, we passed that she's conversation. Been, she's been around for thirty years, right? So you had you had talked about Stone Temple Pilots, and look, I know. When was the well, last time she saw? Can you hold on a second? Can you hold on a second? No, because you're making fucking ass and nine remarks. I'm not. I'm trying to explain my position. That's all. Want to talk about opera? Cheryl, go on. You you had said how you know why is Cheryl Crow in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Stone Temple Pilots? Look, it's not all about album sales, but it's partly about album sales. And the Stone Temple Pilots have probably sold about 18 million albums, which is no small feat. And they they deserve, I actually think that they're under, underrated and could have sold more. Cheryl Crow has been around for 30 plus years and has sold more than 50 million albums. You can't, yeah, and all of them was one album. No, it's not one of them. Most of no, that was no, one no, album. Much was no, the, the Globe Sessions is a, is a great yeah. album. She's still putting out good music. She's she's had a long illustrious career. You can't deny the fact. You may not like her, but, but I like Cheryl. But Crow. Don't get me wrong. But I she's like been her. hugely successful, and she's still playing bigger, bigger places. So she still has mass appeal after thirty years. So she's not some fly by night. I, I'm, I'm going to look up all this shit you're saying. I'm going to look at her. It's concert sale. When the last time she toured? What arena she did? I'm going to look it all up, Jack. Because this is bullshit. What are you telling me is I, bullshit? I, I, I don't think it's bullshit I, 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 I mean she's been around for 30 plus years yeah and she had a big push in the yeah, 90s she was a big part of that lilith fair bullshit. I, I don't, look no, look, look you, good, may, you may you may have a good you, tour just don't go look, there you may have you may have you lost know? touch with you know cheryl crow's catalog and it, maybe it doesn't appeal to you which is fine that you know it's personal taste well we wait, had wait, that conversation wait, wait, about wait, 30 wait, episodes wait, wait, ago you can't deny the fact that she's had a long and successful career yeah that's that, so is Warren Zevon. That's worthy of consideration for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. If you well, she got hold, considered. And she got in, and Warren Zevon didn't. I'm not saying that Warren Zevon does. You're going to keep. Well, going, I'm not saying know. that Warren Zevon doesn't belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But if you if you have somebody like Joan Jett in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, if you have somebody like Janet Jackson in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, how can you not have somebody like Cheryl Crow? I don't think she's all. I don't think who she, says Joan Jett belongs in the Hollywood, she, the Rock Hall of Fame. But she is because of identity oh, politics. God. That's why. Yeah, you're, so you're telling me that Joan Jett got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame solely because she's a because they needed to start inducting women because all shit was you, raised. There's not you enough women in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. A moron. Nope. Mark Smith and I, Mark, step up, buddy. You and I, I had this conversation. I want to bring up something here because this goes. You talked yeah. about who got in. Now, do you know how it works with the fan voting? They they open up fan voting, yes. right? And the top five people that get votes get one extra vote. So the top five finishers were George Michael with over a million votes. Who deserves Cindy Lauper got 928,000 votes. Warren Zevon got 634,000. Iron Maiden got 448,000. Soundgarden got 428,000 votes. So they each got an extra vote. It only worked for Warren and George. Didn't work for Iron Maiden. I think Iron Maiden should be in. Damn. Well, I think Iron Maiden. How many votes does Cheryl Crow get? Hmm. What is her vote tally? I don't think. Yeah, I don't know how that works. You know, like obviously she didn't make it into the top five with the fans, but 
you know, that's their way of appeasing the fans. Cause this is like a really controversial thing. You're, you're straddling artists that have big sales and some people say, well, they're not true to their art. And then you got the artists, like you got a Warren Zevon who is a serious artist, you know, and, and he gets in. So you got both kinds getting in there. And that's why we have these arguments about, you know, who should be I, in. I, I look at the whole, the whole criteria, the original criteria. And it's not, a, to me, it's not a gender thing as far as that goes. It's a, did she meet all that criteria? I mean, I don't know if she's even been all that influential. So like Janet Jackson has, but you know, to me, it's as well, Cindy Lauper. I'm not a big Cindy Lauper fan. But... I never thought she was all that impactful. The first record she did, there was contention because she owed a lot to his other songwriters that, she played with David Bayerwald, all these other sure. people where she should have acknowledged. And if she does win, she should acknowledge that, you know, that was her kickoff point. Have you, have you ever seen, have you seen the documentary that I think it was on HBO uh, about Cheryl Crow? And she talks about that period of time. Yeah. And, and okay. she so regrets because I, I think she was on a talk show. She was like maybe on the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. And they asked her about writing the songs, and she was like, "I just spaced and said that it was me." And she discounted the, all of the mm. all of the efforts and the contribution. And she and she's and she's like, "Yeah, I fucked up, you know, really bad." You know, look, look, because she got called out. Well, well, she did get called out. Yeah. And she she did. deserved to yeah. be called out. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. absolutely. I, I will give her this though; she does have a great <laughs> mouth. She has the second so, best so mouth behind Carly Simon. She has a great mouth, be, no before doubt. We get, before we get too far away from it, this this whole thing <laughs> that she got in because of you know gender or whatnot, that's horseshit. That's Identity that politics. That is a bullshit argument. Okay. It's a timely argument. Yeah, but it's bullshit. Yeah. There are, no, there, well, let me there, see. There are plenty. There are plenty of other. So look, there are plenty of other so women is, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That you know, Cheryl Crow is not some token that they put in there to appease. So, the so Cheryl Crow made it in over Iron Maiden, Cyndi Lauper, A Tribe Called Quest, The White Stripes, Warren Zevon, Joy Division, New Order, and Soundgarden. Right, the, no, she, no, she, didn't, she didn't get. Oh, she didn't get over in, in over them. She just got in. The other ones. She got selected. And they did yeah, it. Yeah, but okay, but you can you can make Jack? you can make the argument that Rage Against the Machine got in over all those other people. Joy Division, New Order, or Cheryl Crow, who deserves to it be in? Well, that's on your, that's your a matter take. of opinion. That's like you know, it, it depends on your taste. There are pl- you know who's more influential? Scott, who's more influential? Scott, I got news for you. If you took a poll, and not that it's about you know pure popularity, but if you took a poll across the United States. You know who's an artist that's more familiar to you, Cheryl Crow or New Order? Yeah, most people don't know. You can't say wait, that. Wait a minute. Wait no, a minute. no, no, no. Most... You're you're making a fucking giant assumption that is absolute no, bullshit. Most... You're speaking for people. You don't know what people most, are going to say. People... You're assuming to prove your point. You're assuming that people don't know who New Order is, and they all know who Cheryl I Crow would, is. I would say that by and large, Cheryl Crow is far more popular and far more recognized. Most look, I'm a huge New Order fan. Saw him last year. Love, jo- love, love, mean love, Joy Division, but they're, they're not. They're that so influential. Popular. They're not that well known. But but I don't. I, I can't believe it, that. It, I think you're making that up. I, I, well, it it is my it yeah. is my opinion. Yeah, I I have, I, and, I, and and I'm going to say that is such a crock. I agree. If you if you went across the country and asked 100,000 people, do you know New Order or Cheryl Crow? Definitely more people would say they know Cheryl Crow. 
Yeah. Like, a lot of people. Scott, you're, re- you're, reti- you're retired. I think tomorrow you should walk around your retirement community with your little golf cart and ask people if they know Cheryl Crow or New Order. I'm not walking with the golf cart. That makes no sense. You're, you're driving around in your golf cart. I would cart. drive the golf cart. I would, and, the, and the golf cart looks like a Rolls Royce. It's oh, one of them. Is it a George Jones golf okay. cart you drive? You know? It's one of them motherfuckers. He's got the Rolls Royce front on it. I, yeah. I, Scott, I will, absolutely concede, Fuck with me. I will absolutely concede that more people should know New Order, but they don't. Yeah. There's a whole generation of baby musically boomers that deserves. know Joy Division. No, they don't. And especially the, ba- yes, the baby do. boomers absolutely don't know who New Order is. Generation X might. Generic's definitely you're, you're, too, you're, you're out of your relevance. Yeah, Gen X and, 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 I mean. Gen X are 50 in their 50s now. Like Mark. Yeah. Yeah, so Gen X and baby boomers would know who Joy, I, Joy I would, Division I, I came up. I would argue the fact that. that While would, we were in our prime, we were in our teens when they I came would, out, Jack. I would argue the fact that baby boomers do not know who New Order is. <laughs> A certain. Okay, so say I, baby boomers older than us. Well, you're you don't so the don't, tail don't, end of baby boomers. I'll say that, don't include me. I'm right. not a baby boomer. I'm a generation Generation Jones. That's why I, I knew you were fucking. That's why you're such an my asshole. My sisters were all out of high school by 1980. <laughs> I would say, and they're probably listening, but I'd say none of them know who Joy Division are. Yeah, they all graduated in, in, in the in late most, 70s. Most- Do they know who they are now though? Because they're watching the no. show. So they no, wouldn't know. No, Scott, if, I got, I got, and they never heard. They never heard a Joy Division not. song. They yeah. never heard. No. So what do they listen to? Scott, I'll go, I'll go even further. There are young kids out there wearing Joy Division shirts that don't know who Joy Division is. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's yeah. a whole, I've said that whole conversation. These fuckers wearing concert shirts. Just I, I see all these fuckers wearing Bowie shirts because it's stylish. Some lady, some lady in my community, fucking Boca lady, she's starting this whole fucking uh, uh, the clothing store here, and it's got like Aerosmith concert t-shirts. Oh. Uh, you know, Bowie concert t-shirts and like, cause it's the fucking style. They sell Bowie fucking t-shirts at, at, at fucking old Navy and, uh, uh, sun, sun Pacific, Pacific sun and those places. To get, to get a concert t-shirt, t-shirt, you have to be willing to stand your back hurting for hours to see the band sweat, holding your pee, whatever you got to do. And you go through that concert that deserves now going to a store. You know what the best concert t-shirt, t-shirt, t-shirt is? You know? The best concert t-shirts are the ones I stole <laughs> that I ripped out of the guy's hands and ran. By the way, just just because we're talking about it, have you guys thought about the concert t-shirts that you may have owned when you were younger and looked on eBay and found out what yes. they're actually going yes. for? Holy shit, that's painful. I, I had a I had an Aerosmith shirt from the Rock and the Hard Place tour. The, the baseball style one, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I lost it years ago. And my son-in-law, who is the eBay king, told me, he's like, that thing's going for like 750 bucks. And that was a, yeah, that was the era of Aerosmith that like, nope, like people were like, oh, they didn't have the two guys. Oh, the, 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 <laughs> the, the Jimmy Crespo. Yeah. I lo- that's my favorite album. Not my favorite. Is that really your favorite Aerosmith it's album? Probably my second favorite Al- Aerosmith album. It, I it, love it, that it, album. There, there is there is some good stuff on there. Like even Lightning Strikes is a great song. It's a heavy yeah, album. I like that heavy song. Yeah. Album. yeah, that's I a good song. It. I still play it. It, you know, it, Jack, it, Jack. it seemed like all the, the the first like five tours that I saw Aerosmith play in the opening act was always Rick Derringer, <laughs> which which is not a bad thing. Classic yeah. opening. But he, they, those guys were kind of like tied at the hip. So they I'm telling you, Mark, BC, Mark BC if, you, if, you de- if you decide that you want to go see them, I'll come down. 
I'll let you know. I think I do. I do. I want to see him. I'll regret not seeing him. I've seen him three times. I want to see him one more time. This is it. Scott, how many? I got Scott, some. I uh, believe Tyler is, is at the end of the road. Once. You've, all, you've only seen Aerosmith once? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Even I've seen, seen him three yeah. times, and I'm from New Jersey. I told you, dude, you know me. You know how I am with concerts. I very rarely see bands. There's five bands that I've seen. Lou, how them. many times have you seen them? Have you seen them? Never. Oh, my God. I'm the only oh, idiot. I've, I think I've seen them like 30 <laughs> times. All right. So, but you guys saw yeah. them in the 70s? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, first, well, I, one, I saw them in the one 80s. One of my first concerts, yeah. the Rock Store, 1978, $6.50. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But they, you know, there there was yeah. that that period of time where you know they were around, you know, so that back in the day, like in the late seventies and early eighties, you know, bands were working bands. You know, it wasn't like yeah. the bands today where they tour every three years. Aerosmith toured every year. Yeah. And growing up around Boston, they were they they had a stretch of time where they played New Year's Eve like every year for like six or seven years. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, when they do this tour. They're playing Boston New Year's Eve. I, I'm surprised that they don't finish the tour in Boston. They're finishing it in Montreal. I would think that they would make the last date Boston. Yeah. yeah. All I know is Steven Tyler's in some shit, buddy. And I'll be reading, I'll be doing, talking about those articles on my new podcast, Music News, you, that I'm sitting All the dates up right that now. we would see are the second half of the tour. It may not make it to that second half. He might it may, may not. Then. <laughs> it may, may not. He's in some shit. Yeah. That's some. He's in some so bad this, shit. He's getting sued. Is to raise money. Yeah, sued for what? I know he went. There, he did rehab again. Well, no, he's getting sued for. Uh, uh, what's thing, the sixteen-year-old girl Tyler? that he uh, that he got custody of from her parents? Oh, and he, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and look, I'm, I'm not. Had, I'm not had, dismissing the uh, the the impact of this or the, or the, the heaviest, uh the heaviness of this. But I mean this lawsuit is coming out i mean this incident occurred what 40 years ago you know why because the state of california said if you got raped as a child we don't have a statute yeah, yeah, we're and, lifting and, the statute and, and, look, limitation. You, and that's why this motherfucker is getting put put to the put to the put what the about Bob Dylan? because there's no statute limitation he can't say it happened 40 years ago she was 16 and i was 27 but it was 40 years ago so yeah. there's everything I mean, good. I, no, no, it's never no, I, good. I, 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 this guy I, bragged about it in his fucking memoir. I, I tend to agree that, you know, look, if you committed such a heinous crime that you should be held accountable. Yeah, he and his 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 reputation is is coming. It's like one of those should have just shut your mouth, dude. Yeah, but, but, but nobody it, bragged about it in a book and she saw it in the look, book look, and she's like, what the fuck? Look, look, I'm, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not disregarding dismissing his behavior. She was 16. But, but didn't Jimmy Page, wasn't he? 14. You know, he had a 14-year-old girl. 14 yeah. years old. And Ted Nugent. And whether she, whether, I don't know what the rules are in England. Well, that no, was no, here. No, no, no. But American. this is America. This, this um, is an American woman. Ted Nugent had a wife from Tahiti that was, I think, 15 or 16. I mean, they, 70s was like a wild time. You know? Was it, was it, Jerry, wasn't Jerry, hung out with Gary Glitter. Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lee, yeah, Jerry Lee Lewis's it. first wife was 13 and his cousin. Cousin, yeah, yeah. No, didn't he leave his wife for his cousin? But Wasn't that's the that South. the thing? That's he south, left his guys. first that's wife. South. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. But all I'm saying is this. The state of California lifted that lifted that law of statute of limitation on rape, and she saw it in the book. She said if it wasn't in the book, I don't think she she probably would have just ate it. I'm, I'm not saying that, but one of her reasons was you just – 
fucking did this? You really did this? Like you're bragging there's about a book this? Book editor out there that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I got the article. I'll be doing it on my music news podcast. That might be the first. And now there's a there's a follow up article. Same thing happened. The same thing happened to Bob Dylan. You're you're, can, you're cannibalizing yeah, yeah. our podcast to have some bullshit podcast about this day in music news. No, that it's articles. Current new, current music. You know, news and why aren't you? Why aren't you saving that good on. quality for our podcast? You're, you know you're diluting it. Because we have enough content to talk about. Apparently not. <laughs> we were just. Oh, I don't we know. We're, we're, we're an hour and a half we in. Were just yeah, yeah. How's this, Jack? How's this, Jack? How's this, Jack? I think when uh, me, Mark, and Lou do the three-hour podcast, <laughs> plenty of content to All talk right. about, yeah. and that's on a routine. I would basis. like to see right now. <laughs> I want to see my second favorite moment from your podcast is lose wall fall down he takes off his fucking oh, headphones and rip was them. fucking hilarious <laughs> jack you missed no, that no, whole fucking I, I, I know dude, i wasn't there live but i did it? see it my world came tumbling down. dude that shit was funny i was fucking Classic. dying that is that's up there with the tuna sandwich and, that's right up there Lou with the tuna the sandwich Caesar. that was the best yeah yeah <laughs> I did come back fun. from a technical difficulties eating a banana one time. So. I almost came up with a chicken sandwich because I just got in the house. <laughs> and, <laughs> Lou, go get something I'm to good, eat, I'm buddy. Good. I haven't Feel eaten yet. Get I'm, something I'm, I'm, to eat. See, Jack, see, that's fucking dedication, was, buddy. Lou's starving. Mark Smith held his piss for three hours. <laughs> oh, Ronnie Van Sant Van said, never go on stage. Never go on stage. Jack had to go get because. Yeah. That's right. Well. Jack had to go get a sandwich because I'm hyperglycemic. Oh, no, no, no. I was bored. Oh, I'm hyperglycemic. I'm getting I, I dizzy. Was, this is podcast is way God, too no, long. I'm uh, fucking, I'm fucking wait, dizzy wait, 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 here. Wait, wait, by the way, what is that voice that you're doing? That's your voice. That's, that's, that's how you talk. Voice. <laughs> that's how you talk. Yeah. I, yeah. I need to go and get okay, a sandwich. Let's get a- this is not going to happen, is it? <laughs> this is not going to happen. So, okay, so we got the Kate Bush, right? We talked about Kate Bush, guys. Yes, I agree. No, Lou? I, I think I, she should I'll, be I'll say yes. I'll say she's, she has that a kind of artist. I think about influence. I think about influence. You know? Yeah. Sheryl yeah, Crow's yeah. not been influential, I don't think. She sold a shit ton of records, but I don't think she hits every criteria. I, I don't know. But, you know, she hits I'm not that saying she's not good, but anyway. She hits that, that you said yeah. that they put in people that are really popular, then there are people that are true to their craft. She is true to her craft, and she des- I think she deserves to be in. And yeah. Jack Kate Bush. Um, I, yeah. I love Kate Bush, and I and I think that she deserves to be in. I think that she's hugely influ- influential. I think that she's got a great and interesting story. I love the fact that she started as young as she did, and I love that she She's really created a huge career. We talk about like, you know, um, uh, Gordon Lightfoot, right? Building a career and playing in small places. Kate Bush hasn't really played anywhere. She's, She's never toured in the United States. She played Saturday Night Live and that's it. Now yeah. she did. She she toured early in the UK, I believe, and then she did a, a one tour, and she hated. She did it. A, she did a string of shows. That is a an incredible, incredible live uh, collection that that she did a handful of years ago. But you know, this is a woman that that really stayed true to who she was. Wrote her type of music. Didn't go along with fads or whatnot, and has some of these. Some of her fans are are. are ravenous i mean just incredibly loyal yeah. and 
and just love her. So I, I think that she is one of those unique artists that absolutely belong in the rock and roll. She has a whole, she has a whole new I'd audience, say, you know, I think. Yeah, she does because of Stranger Things. Um, I say, yes, I mean, simply, again, her body work. Now, me and Kate Bush, it, it's really, it's, it's hit or miss. I either love her songs or I just don't like them at all, right? I could listen to one of her albums, which I've done, and it's like, I don't, I don't even, I can't get into the song. And then all of a sudden the next song hits and I'm like, that's a fucking good song. So that's my taste. But the fact that she, she was one of those rare birds, a female who came into the industry on her own. Well, with David Gilmore helped yeah. her in, right? Yeah. She did. He and did. so, yeah. but she got to, she got to produce her first album. It was like in her contract, like I'm producing my music. The balls, number one, on her to come in at a young age and say, I'm producing my own albums. And the fact that the record company said, they had the wisdom okay, to do it. Yeah, okay, we will we we respect that and they let her. And she never had a producer. She might have had a co producer, but she always had her finger yeah, in that fucking yeah. pie oh, yeah, of every album yeah. she, she ever well, did. Well, which is amazing to have that control. She's well respected by the musicians she works with. I, I read it, I know oh, one yeah. guy said one guy, I think it was her original bass player, he said, the first time he heard it, he goes, I felt instantly emotionally involved with her music. Not her, but he just, he goes, I, from that moment, I was in, no matter what what happened, you know, money ta- or whatever. You know, the only ta- other ta- woman I, I heard that did that, the only other woman performer that I heard did it was Betty Davis, yeah. the funk star. The, uh, she the, the- was the same way. She came in right off the top and said, I'm producing my music. I don't care what you motherfuckers say. I want to produce my music, and they let her. Although Betty Davis's career went a different route, uh, very uh, um, an amazing performer, amazing artist. But that's the only other woman I knew that from the beginning she got to produce her shit, demanded it, and got it. Rage Against the Cafe will be self-produced. <laughs> You're the best. Luke. You're the best. I don't want to. You know, it's, don't, don't you don't you think it's funny that you know like we we spend time talking about Cheryl Crow and and Kate Bush, and they're polar opposites in their approach, right? You know, Cher, Cheryl Crow <laughs> wanted to play to the biggest audience that she possibly could, yeah. wanted yeah. to sell as many records as she possibly could, ambitious. You know, and, and you know she even some of her stuff, you know, probably to your point, Scott, is that some of her stuff is very bubblegum and very accessible, maybe too accessible. And Kate Bush, leaving Las Vegas is a great song, though. I fucking love Kate, that song. Kate Bush on the other side didn't care. She stayed true to her art. She didn't care about touring. She did, like, you know. Her, she followed her path. Like me and the Milk Crates and Turntables podcast, I do it for the art. When is, when, when is this? When is this art going to occur? <laughs> oh. It's behind them on the pinball machine. <laughs> Might yeah. take another hundred episodes. Yeah, it'll happen. That's right, Lou. You missed that going. I'm not stopping. I'm going to go. Listen, you motherfuckers can come and go. <laughs> I, I'm going to keep going. Can I? Can I have a day off next week, please? Oh, no. All right. No, okay, Jack. Sure. At least you give me fucking advance warning. Jack is literally, literally thirty minutes before a fucking show said can't make it. That's the text. That's the text. Can't make. By the way, thirty uh, minutes before the fucking. By, show. by the way, Scott, I'm going to be what? in the Mississippi Delta next Wednesday. Wednesday. So I know, hey, buddy. I, know. I will not be on. This is that time Scott, of year. I, I told you thirty Blue's minutes before. Country, right? I had training for Narcan. Clocksdale. Remember that? Going down to Clocksdale. Cool. Look at 
Mark Smith missed the show because he had Narcan training. He tested <laughs> on himself, though. Oh. <laughs> I'm a wino. Come on, Mark, Lou. I'm Mark a did a live, he did a live OD on camera. <laughs> All right. Missy Elliott. What do we know about Missy Elliott? You guys Lou? know more than her. I, I think, I, what I understand, I'm not a big rap hip-hop fan, obviously, but she's been, okay. I understand, hugely, hugely influential. Yeah, yeah. You're <clears> absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah. right. Lou. Mark, uh, stay in order, Jack. Not I, was, I wasn't offering my opinion. I was supporting him. Mark. It, it was a Mark. concurrence of opinion. <laughs> I, know, um, I, I think she is one of the Jesus. most unique musicians ever, and she yeah. is hugely influential. If you, even if you say you don't like that kind of music, she's done a couple songs that people have nodded their heads to, but she's totally unique. And yeah, she deserves to be in. She's influenced people in rock. Yeah. Jack? I, I think that she should be in. I mean, she's hugely influential. I mean, the the only thing about you know Missy Elliott and maybe this is this is more me, you know like you made the comment Scott that you know when was the last time that Cheryl Crow had a hit when was the last time that you heard anything about Missy Elliott? Missy Elliott was a writer too, so she's produced a lot of fucking shit. She's wrote a lot of songs. Yeah, I I, I understand artists. that. That's her I, thing. I understand that, but you know, answer the question: When was the last time that you actually heard something come out from Missy Elliott? I, I don't know what, you, what what you're getting at. I don't know what you got. You comparing it to Cheryl? No, Chris, no, you're saying, no, Oh, you I'll, can't. You're not with Cheryl Crow, but you're picking Missy Elliott. No, no. Look again. I'm not saying that Missy Elliott does not belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think she is, and I think that she was hugely influential. But I think that her career has kind of waned. Me, I'm super flower, super duper flower. That's a messy. That's a jam. I think I can see Scott driving his car in Boca. No, no, no. Not, not car. Golf cart. <laughs> So that's like, like George this. Jones that's with like the this, Rolls though. Royce run. <laughs> yeah. Missy hasn't put anything out in a while. Well, senior citizen. So, Sheryl Crow put out well, a record. Look, you know, regardless of Jack says she puts out records all the time and she sells out all over the Every world. Every year she puts out a record. That's nobody, what, according to Jack. Sheryl Crow is proficiently Cheryl? putting out albums all the time and selling out large auditoriums. She she does still play <laughs> in large places. Yeah, she I'm does. Sure, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure she so does. back to Missy Elliott. Back to Missy Elliott. I think Missy Elliott is. is I'll a go with your guys' opinion. I mean, her and Timbaland. Again, if you're not into the hip hop scene, you don't know about the her and Timbaland would just. I've, I've heard so much about her. That's the whole thing. I'm saying so. Yeah, and I'm sure just, I've heard her, but like I said, that song you just play but The greatest of the greats in hip hop in the yeah. '90s and through that all went to her and Timbaland for for their lyrics, for their beats. I mean, they they were hugely influential. And let's just say that um, uh, she covers both sides because we know the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame likes artists that make money. It's money. So if they get them in, yeah. it's money for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She has made a lot of money, and she also is unique. She has started. She had her own uh, avenue of music. Scott, yeah. Scott, let me let me yeah. ask you a question. Missy Elliott getting in is that you know because she's a woman? No, she earned. Oh. I mean, I, I know, so, I, 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 trust me, I know her influence so, so, in the, so, the hip-hop So the, the other women that got in, it was politics, but Missy Elliott deserves to get in. 
Yeah, because Cheryl Crow is just she's just a musician. She doesn't write for other artists. She doesn't produce. She doesn't do uh, any of that. Cheryl Cheryl she Cheryl Crow has produced. Has written for other Cheryl people. Crow does write a lot. You you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Okay. All right. Why? Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Good debate, George Good Michael. Debate. Yeah. Lou? Uh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. And of course, I think yeah. I think you know I've heard a lot of his stuff, and also I mean the immensity of his talent. You know, he's a ridiculously talented guy. Um, but yeah, I think impactful, influential. Um, but I think he's kind of beloved, actually. Um, but right. definitely, and yeah. I really, and you know, I, I wasn't into Wham so much like stuff like that. But the stuff I heard even throughout the years, I'm an amazing, really an amazing vocalist. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think so. I think it was impactful, influential culturally musically so yeah i'd say so sales Sell, well sales too Mark. yeah of course yeah. yeah absolutely um i didn't like wham initially when i saw the wake me up before you go go we like, all laughed at that we of all course. Laughed. uh yeah, then when course. i heard careless whisper course, yeah. i went whoa these guys are good um yeah. and yeah. then when he sang with queen he i realized how good his voice was and then that one album he did oh, i can't listen without prejudice that was yeah. epic had freedom, yeah. uh, freedom, and he is he. It's a shame the guy died because he would still be singing. Like he's a great artist, definitely. Um, you could say some people would say he didn't have the longest career, but he had an influence on music. Definitely he did die. <laughs> yeah, Jack. I love George Michael. Uh, you, you know what? Earlier in the show, we talked about you know iconic artists that that we got to see that were gone and i did get to see george michael's first solo tour uh oh, he wow. was he was he was unbelievable but you know influential you know had star power i i think you know looking at his uh, his wikipedia he sold somewhere between 100 and 125 million records so you know the guy had the popularity he could write you know and i and i think that it's it's heartbreaking. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's a documentary on him, and like his demise was just horrible. Yes. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, re really, you know, kind of, you know, the the whole you know kind of drug thing, and and really uh, centered around you know the struggles that he was having. It's yeah. it's a tragedy that we lost somebody as talented as as he was because he could have evolved. And as his voice, you know, matured a little bit, he probably could have done many, many other things and really kind of kept it interesting. So, yeah, I, I think that George Michael is a, an obvious choice for this. Yeah. Did he yeah. do a lot of producing for other artists as well? I don't think so, but no. I'm not, I'm not no, entirely no. sure. If he did, I'm not, I'm not familiar with it, but I don't no. think he did. And he produced a lot of his own uh -huh. stuff, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was, he was the guy behind, I mean, he was behind Wham. He was Wham. Oh, Andrew Ridgely was the one that kept Andrew him. Ridgely is the Straight. luckiest Andrew fucking Ridgely man. Was the backbone of that. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew Ridgely, Ridgely is the backbone yeah, to and that. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, I, I get accused. Of Without Andrew Ridgely, George Michael would have fucking self-destructed a really? lot. Really? Earlier you know, you, do, you know, you say yeah. that oh, yeah. that name, and it's yeah. it's a little painful because sometimes I'm referred to as the Andrew Ridgely of this show. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I would. Without you, I would self-destruct. <laughs> you're, you're the George Michael, and I'm the Andrew Ridgely. <laughs> yes, I am. Hello, Frisco. So it's, 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 just like, it's just like Wham. Like, you know, honestly, George Michael could come out and sing and dance, and he could get one of those orange highway cones and say, that's Andrew Ridgely, and people would still lose their mind. 
It's true, yeah. Jack. While you so, were gone, Scott lost internet. He he, he had a, a supercell that that just totally blew out his fucked shit. it up. <laughs> Without yeah. you here, he's nothing. Uh, Mark, Lou, I need buddy. Lou, you and me, buddy. I'm there. These two are going to do their own podcast. You and me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell it like it is with George Michael. Nobody fucking no testosterone driven teenager liked George Michael in the eighties. None of us did. We all made fun of him. We all like you know with the fucking short shorts and the fucking shadow beard and up there dancing with the fucking half cut sweatshirts and all that bubblegum shit that they they made him do that sold millions of records. Right? They targeted their audience. They got it right. Not one testosterone driven teenager said, "I love George teenage Michael." Teenage, no. teenage if male. you did, you fucking said it to yourself. That's all there is to it. Now, as he matured. And we matured, and he became more serious uh, of an artist and not produced by the record company, like to put out there the MTV guy. That's why his first song, Freedom, we did it all for the... What the fuck, Mark? <laughs> did you see that? Did you so, see that? Scott, Scott... His fucking microphone was rocking like the Edmund Fitzgerald. Scott... Like he fucked up his microphone. Scott, the, the, Hold on, I'm not done yet. The, the only thing that he said, the only thing that I'll argue with you is is you know George Michael. I mean, the Faith album came out in '87. Yeah, and that album had some great, great stuff on it. Yeah, yeah, but there's still a lot of a lot of fucking guys that were like, but, nah, nah, they wouldn't admit it. They just Scott, would not fucking yeah, admit it. That, we're we're in our cars going, you know, go. We were kind of. I was humming along to that, even though I was just, you know, I thought yeah, the video. But you never say, you never fucking listen to it at a no, party. But, but, but I, I used to, I used to play it at my parties. I wasn't there. Yeah, it's because you weren't, you weren't invited. <laughs> I don't remember that. Andrew, Andrew that that's because you were, you were. <laughs> well, if you were playing Wham, what kind of fucking party I was it? I, oh, I don't want to be there. I wasn't playing Wham. I don't want to be there. I wasn't playing Wham. I was playing the first George Michael. George Michael. Uh-huh. Okay. So I mean, so I was, anyways, I was playing you know, you know, faith or. Um, All right, I'm gonna say 99.9 percent of the people of, of the guy, Jack is that 0.1 percent. He loved him. He fucking knew it from I the did. beginning. He said, "This guy's got to be a star." There you go again with that voice. You, you, don't forget, I. That's the way you forget, I, That's the way you talk. Don't forget, I I paint. So you know, this is <laughs> Jack. Jack, you, you, couldn't you see Scott in the birdcage? Couldn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, I think he played the Madonna, he, Madonna, he, he play, Madonna. He played the Gene Hackman role. <laughs> Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Oh, that's another movie. <laughs> when, uh, 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 but then when when he came out with Freedom, that was when everything just totally changed for mm-hmm. him. That really changed how people yeah. looked at him. That came out, I believe, ninety ninety one. Um, ninety. Is that right? Yeah, Freedom ninety. Eight and eight, then eight, I mean, it eight just, million copies it sold. And wow. and the fact in the video where he wasn't in the video was fucking brilliant, right? Had supermodels in there. All he had was his uh, the leather jacket. The uh, what was it? The B uh, B O B. No, he's the B S A jacket. He's in that B S A jacket video. He's not. He's in the that cameraman. Video. But he's not. He's in the it. cameraman. They show him in the video. He's not singing. No, but he's. You in have a video. way of exiting out. It's really good, Scott. I got to tell you. 
I got to learn this with Tom. He's a, yeah. I mean, you're, you're right. He's he's not he's I'm not he's it. not featured in lip syncing his song, but he's in that video. He's the camera guy. Yeah. So he's in the video. Air got he's in the video. Was that was that album a big how, Grammy? How, how long is he in the fucking video? It, for? it doesn't matter. You said he's not in the video, and he's in the fucking video. Uh, you moron. Anyways, anyways, Anywho. anyways. Moving there's on. There's no S on the end of that. Anyways. You said that seventeen times tonight. Fuck you. Anyway, <laughs> was that album a big Grammy winner? I mean, so oh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. How many Grammys yeah. does Sheryl Crow won? Um, I'll tell you right now. Uh, Yo, Mark, oh my God, Mark is finding his Nick. Cheryl, Mark is finding his Nick. Mark is Cheryl Crow in there with you? Crow has hey Cheryl. <laughs> you can't, Cheryl, you can't see her. Hold on, hold on. Cheryl, how many how many albums have you sold worldwide? <laughs> Fifty million. Okay, how many Grammys have you won? Nine. Okay. Nine Grammys, 50 million albums. All for one album, right? All for one album? Uh, (laughs) You got 32 (laughs) nominations. A Tuesday record. 32, yeah. Uh, Um, You know what, Scott? You know, look, we don't have have to belabor the point, but I think that Sheryl Crow has has had more of a prolific career than you think that she has. Okay. Willie Nelson, I think we all agree. What took so long? Okay, we don't have to. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to say about that, Willie Nelson? That, that, did you guys, we don't did you, know did you guys see the clips of his 90th birthday party? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. You know, Dave, what an Dave, Dave, group of guests. Dave Matthews, Keith Richards. I think Cheryl Crow might have been there. I don't know. Dog. Yeah. She just want to have some fun. Yeah. You see the picture the, of the, his, the, the, only, the, the only thing that I'll say about Willie Nelson is I've seen him in the last couple of years. <laughs> He's 90. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's ninety. I saw a video of him and Johnny Cash, and they were about to do. I think it might have been Wichita Lineman. It might have been one of those songs. And Willie's trying. He's playing the guitar, and Johnny Cash kind of is like, "All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's let's." let's was that try the VH1 again. Classics show? That was. Sad. I'm not sure, but, but it, Johnny was on his last leg, so his voice was really warbly. Uh, that I didn't enjoy that. That was hard to watch. That it was like they were shoved together to do a show. You know, could you have know, been. Will, so much Will, Willie is Willie is. Um, you know, he's out there and he's he's doing his his big tour. And I think that there are, you know, some people that are are just looking to have the opportunity to play with him, which I which I think is great. And, and you know, you can make the argument about you know the Stones or 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 even Gordon Lightfoot. You know, like Gordon Lightfoot, if you look at the videos of his last couple of tours, like on yeah. YouTube, he uh, hold on one second. He Jack, could not sing anymore. Your voice is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Voice is gone. And, and the same thing with, with Willie, but but honestly, what is this the unknown station? Hello? Hello? Yeah, who's this? You're, you're, you're live. Eddie Van Halen. Eddie! How you doing, Eddie? You're, you're a Ouija board? Rise from the dead. How you coming through? How you coming through my phone, Eddie? Ghosting. Oh, ghosting. I wish Jack would ghost me. Yeah, well, you know, those conversations the other day were pretty good. So so what do you what do you think of the Milk Crates and Turntables podcast, Eddie Van Halen? Ghost. It's the best one going. <laughs> and the number two is the music relish. That's right. That's right. See that? Eddie listens. Hey, Eddie, who do you I like better, me or Jack? <laughs> Lou lost his wall. Hey, Eddie, who do you like better, me or Jack? Uh, 
I'll take the fifth on that. One. <laughs> how come, hey, that means how come, me. That how means come me. Eddie sounds like Gene Simmons? He does. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Happy Hundredth Podcast. Love you guys. God bless you. All right. Thank you, Phil Kelly. I mean, Eddie Van Halen. Thank you. (laughs) Wow. Look at that. I got to. Sorry to interrupt you. I had to take that. Jack was on a good good roll. I want to hear. Yeah. The the thing that I was just saying is, is that, you know, like Willie is 90 years old and, and he's doing a, you know, a big tour and he can't really sing, you know, and people, uh, have joined the tour, some pretty big names, you know, because they want to, they want to play with Willie before yeah. he gives it up or whatnot. But the, you know, my argument it's you know, and we're going, you know, potentially in a different direction, but you know, whether it's Willie or it's Gordon Lightfoot or even the Rolling Stones, people are like, ah, those assholes should hang it up. This is what they do. That's what they do. Yeah. This is what they've done for 40 or 50 years. Yeah. And if there are people that are still willing and, and want to come out and see them, then why, why not? John, Johnny Winter played till he died. Bob Dylan still they're playing. He'll die on the road. He'll Some die of these on the guys, road. Yeah. yeah, these guys play. So no, don't hang it up. Because if they hang it up, they'll die sooner. They need to yep, play. I yeah. agree. And the, that guitar he has, I thought it was older than 1969. I thought that thing was from the 50s or 40s. The guitar is not that old considering the shape it's in. Yeah. Which the, one? Uh, the, the, his acoustic Trigger. string. Trigger. Trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Trigger. It's like one, one of like 232 models of that made, so it's rare, but... But if you look at that thing, I mean, that thing's gotten a ship. There's a hole in it, obviously. Yeah. But I, I, thought, the, I thought the guitar was old when I saw it from 1969, though. Yeah. But it's it's iconic, of course. And, I, and I'll Will, say about Willie's, I can listen to any Willie Nelson album, even the worst one, and like it. I If you put a Willie Nelson album on, I'm okay with it. That's that's incredible. Like Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah. 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 You know Bob Dylan said about Gordon Lightfoot? He goes, he, he, he goes, he hasn't written a song I don't like. See, I said that earlier, yeah. Did you really? Yeah. yeah he goes, yeah. he wants those songs to go on forever. See, me and Lou are on the same wavelength. Yeah, That's it, buddy. Life, but... Hey, yeah, so talk about somebody. tonight for some facts, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm going to start though. wrapping this up, but I want to make I want to make sure I get this in. And, and it's a great segue. It's a great segue. What about the other people on it? What's that? The other Rock, uh, rock and Roll Fame mentioned. I think we got uh, Rage Against the Machine oh, rage, and the Spinners. Definitely Rage. Well, well yeah. the, the sure. Spinners, yeah. But, but how about like Link Ray? I, I'm gonna DJ so Link Ray, Ray, okay, Um rumble right yeah rumble known for rumble excellent and what scene in pulp fiction was that song playing oh shit (laughs) isn't it when um when um john travolta is shooting up heroin no no is it when they walk into the restaurant close Mm. oh driving in the car you're so square no 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 no. (laughs) close close it's the don't you hate that Hate what? Oh, okay. an uncomfortable silence. It's when he drank the five dollar milkshake. Yeah, yeah. Right. This right. is a five dollar milkshake. Can There's I taste that? Air hanging says, down. That's one. Mother, that's one fucking good. I don't know if it's worth five dollars, but. <laughs> And then there's the uncomfortable silence. I could just smell him through the screen. He looks so unkept in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know. I just realized the other day. This is how bad I am. Is that it was his brother was in um, Joey. Uh, the, the first Quentin movie, yeah. Reservoir Dogs. Re- Reservoir Dogs. That's his brother. Yeah, I didn't know that. You yeah, know? Vincent Vega, yeah. right? Yeah. And Vinny Vega. V- Vinny Vega. My- Michael. Uh, no, uh, no, Vic the Vega. The guy that Vic just died. Vega. He was Vi- Michael Madsen. Was Vic Vega? BB. Michael yeah. Marsden or something. That was him. The guy that just. Yeah. 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 Um, they both died. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- yeah. There's a lot of connections in those movies, but 
Then you go with uh, the spinners, right? Yep. Okay. Now, DJ Cool Herc. <clears throat> I don't know him. Musical influence or what? DJ Cool Herc is just a Jamaican dude, right? A Jamaican dude, grew up in New York. Um, he actually is from the same neighborhood as Bob Marley, right? So DJ Cool Herc, uh, his family moves to New York in 1967, Starts DJing in around 1973 when his sister decided to throw a party. Now his father was a um, he was an equipment guy, like he was a technical equipment guy for you know bands. So he had all this fucking good equipment. And DJ Cool Herc, short for Hercules, uh, he was the he basically laid the blueprint for hip hop. He was the guy that broke out the two turntables. He was okay. the first one to do that. Right. Okay. Um, and what he would do is uh, he'd find all this music, you know, whatever it was that he was using and spinning it. He would, uh, what Jamaicans would do is they would, they would soak those albums and get the fucking, uh, get the, the, the label off it. Hmm. So no one knew what songs they were sampling. You know what I mean? That was like their thing. And he was the first dj to do what they call in jamaica they call it toasting right so in jamaica they the dj talks over the music so he brings this to new york that's why they became mcs mic controllers okay. right? Right, right uh and so dj cool herc during these parties would do toasting and toasting in jamaica was if there's a rival gang there like the dj rival gangs he would he would toast them okay say something nice about because they yeah, don't want right. they want no shit it's like everybody's happy so they give every toasting was giving people respect, mm -hmm. right? So DJ Cool Herc brought that to New York and it just became a whole fucking cultural phenomenon within the inner city. So what it was, it was like this fucking bomb ready to explode, you know? Yeah. And it built and built and caught on and caught on and caught on. And soon the cities couldn't, like New York couldn't hold it anymore. You know, it just had to go mainstream and it started blowing up. But DJ Cool Herc was the basically the the the, the godfather the, the blueprint of hip-hop so his influence is what do you hear now on the radio you're not hearing a lot of rock music are you right your microphone that's true there i came know. in at the right time uh-huh that's right <laughs> sorry kidneys right. is lou froze up i think lou froze up no no lou's thinking he has a way of doing a blurry hand. The blurry it, it's good. It's like it's a it's an Eastern meditation thing, you know. What are you doing, Jack? Just looking at my phone. <laughs> Glad you're interested. Well, but he doesn't know much about hip hop anyway, so yeah, I'm I sorry I had to leave. You were now, doing a good speech, and I had well, to Lou is out. Lou is out. He'll be back. He'll be back. So no, yeah, yeah, we were talking you know, about you know you know what I was looking up is, you know, Shaka Khan and Link Ray got put into the music excellence category. Yes. Oh, category. Uh, so, Al, so Cooper. The, the, Al Cooper and Shaka Khan got music yeah, excellence. Yeah, so, so the, th the thing that I'm curious about, and that this is actually what I was looking up and I did not find it. If I remember correctly, in the past couple of years, Shaka Khan was actually in the performer category. And they, they moved her to the yeah. music excellence. And I, and I think that that's a little bit of a slight. It is. Shaka Khan was, I mean, come on. That's, I'm, I'm with, we, we will not have an argument over this one. Have, have yeah, they, I just, that I, is a big slight on I, her. I don't, I don't understand, you know, like, you know, look, if, if she's, 
in consideration for, you know, the performer category for a number of years. And I think that she was nominated a few times and she is an influential artist, uh, you know, artist, like who makes the decision to relegate her to exactly. a subcategory? I think it's kind of disgraceful. So baseball has rock, has their hall of fame. And what they do is if they don't make it in, in a certain amount of time, they get to the, uh, they get to get voted in by the, the, the veterans, right? Yeah, it's, it's 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 you know it, it's, I mean so it's almost like this. it's 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 like an everybody gets a ribbon category. It just yeah, that's it, how Judas Priest got in last year. Yeah, that's how that's how LL Cool J got in. But but you think you think about the two people that are in the music excellence category: Shaka Khan and Al Cooper. Yeah, in the careers that they've had, in the yeah. influence that I agree, they've buddy. had. I mean, I mean Al Cooper. Al Cooper? Oh, definitely. Me? I yeah. agree. Yeah. I agree. I mean, wait a minute. Am I am I wrong if I remember or I'm remembering that Al Cooper was the one that actually did the organ, the keyboard part, and like a mm-hmm. Rolling Stone? And he produced Leonard Skinner's first couple albums. So he, yeah. he signed. Al Cooper didn't know how to play the keyboard. He told him he did, and he fucking went in and played it. And the the producer was like, "What the fuck?" And Dylan goes, "I like it," so they kept it. He bluffed his way into that. I, you know what? It, it just, I, look, look, we've we've criticized the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on a number of different levels over and we will. a number yeah. of different shows, yeah. and this is yet another, yet again. They should even have that category. I, I think these categories are to appease people. It like, is. Oh, yeah, you want you want Al Cooper? And okay, we'll give him a category where the big wigs are like, we don't want him in, but they give him a category. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So we were talking about uh, uh, people that are. Uh, Past their prime. Bill Green messaged in a little bit ago. He said he's seen Willie Melson five times, and he was I've a phenomenal guitar player. And that's so that's I, I do want to see him. That's something right there. He, but, you know, Willie Nelson is a phenomenal guitar player, but he kind of was a phenomenal guitar player. So yeah, this look, is a look, perfect look, segue. Your your you know your skills at ninety. Yeah. Hey, look if I if I can hold a guitar at ninety, I'll be happy. Yeah. All right, so this is a That's perfect true. segue. The, the only this. way that the only way that I'm going to be holding a guitar at 90 is to steady myself while I poop my pants. There you go. <laughs> Better be a so, left ball. <laughs> so there, there was there was a thing for Sting, right? And you know, you get these artists that, that sing their songs in front of them. You the one of the most famous ones now is Hot doing Stairway to Heaven in front of Robert Plant, right? Yeah. So there's this now talking about a guy who's probably shouldn't have done it he should have quit a long time ago you have jose feliciano singing every breath now you got to see this i'm for the video for the people watching live stream, you're gonna like this for the people listening you're gonna just know sting is like he fucking just smelled fucking jack's shit on a saturday morning <laughs> so here we go listen to this fucking disaster listen He wanted that, to get up and say, for fuck's sake. <laughs> that is up there with the Chuck Berry face when Yoko Ono started fucking singing. When the, <laughs> when he played with the Yoko, the, the fucking 
plastic ono bin and she starts yelling chuck berry's face goes the funny what thing the about fuck? that is i knew i in my mind that's how i imagined him singing that song oh my god <laughs> you know what i i i have to tell you i don't think it was that bad i mean what <laughs> that was horrible uh, i you know what guys as we get older we grow out of our my voices. point he, was he, this he, that's my he was, point he was, exactly he, he was he was reaching for notes that left him along. He had ago. no reason to be singing that song, but whoever brought him in to <laughs> sing that fucking song, yeah, but, but, Sting but, but, was I, cringing I'll, pretty much. I'll, like, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, have you heard Sting sing lately? No. Yeah, he's starting to show his age. He and, he does not he does not have the range that he used. Perry <laughs> <laughs> Denovich. Welcome to the show. Was that Jose or Gilbert Godfrey? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I got to tell you. You know why he's saying that? Why? Gilbert Godfrey has an episode with Tommy James of his podcast. And he sings, I think we're alone now with Tommy James. And you got to hear it. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, Gilbert was I fucking think we're alone amazing. now. Well, yeah, dude was amazing. So, All right. Goodbye. All right, Jack. Thank you, buddy. He hit his two-hour mark. I'll talk to you later. See you, Jack. Wow, I'm exhausted. This? Are you kidding me? Get off my show. I'm, I'm tired. I feel like Sting. I feel I'm like tired Willie too. Nelson. Go. Right Go. I'll take feel, the hit for you. Like, I'll stay. I feel like Willie Nelson. Go. Need, need sleepy. I'm gonna he go. Can't go. He just can't fucking let go. I'm gonna go listen to some Cheryl Crow to put me to sleep. Bill Green said thanks, Jack. <laughs> Is he, Jack, is you know thank- I love you, buddy. A hundred episodes. Is he, is he thanking me because I'm leaving? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Hey Don't guys, leave me alone with him. You. Don't leave me alone. <laughs> great seeing you guys. All right, I'll buddy. I'll talk to you. Good. I'll talk to you later, Jack. All right, Bye-bye. get off my show. I kicked him off. Oh, nice. All right, let's, we're gonna get into this damn music and we get the fuck out of here, Mark. How's that? All right, let's start it off. Let's get through this. Let me see. Uh, I'm not going to read that one. Uh, Wayne say the Jack Wright. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. American, Casey Jones, American drama. Casey Jones died on this day at age 77. This day in 2017. Uh, again, on this day in 2017, the Eagles were suing a hotel in Mexico that calls itself Hotel California. <laughs> uh, the rock man claimed the 11 room hotel in Toto Santos actively encourages guests to believe it's associated with the Eagles in order to sell merchandise. They claim the hotel plays Eagle songs in the lobby and sells t-shirts describing the venue as legendary. That's fucking great. <laughs> That's you're suing an 11 room hotel in fucking Todos, fucking Santos, Mexico. Really Eagles. Are they really fucking you up that bad? An 11 room hotel. If there's another penny to be made. Oh my make God. It. That's Fucked up. Uh, let me see. On this day in 2012, Paul McCartney and his wife, Nancy Chevelle, narrowly avoided a potential deadly helicopter crash when their pilot became disoriented during a flight. Okay. On this day in 2009, Bob Dylan went to number one in the UK charts with Together Through Life, his seventh UK number one album. On this day in 2008, rap star Sean Diddy Combs was honored with a star on Hollywood's Walk of Fame, the 38-year-old dedicated the star to his father, who was shot dead in 1972. Uh, on this day in 2006, the first Bob Dylan radio program was aired on XM Satellite Radio. 
Tracks played on his show included Blur, Prince, Billy Bragg, Wilco, Mary Guthier, LL Cool J, and The Streets. And uh, the next day it was canceled. I don't know. On this day in 2004, <laughs> the U.S. Supreme Court rejected an appeal by two musicians who claimed they were owed royalties from Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, there's a lot of musicians a lot of them, yeah. Uh, bassist Robert Daisley and drummer Lee Kerslack uh, had fought a long-running battle since 1997 with Osborne claiming uh, the Osborne family claiming they were entitled to money from the albums Blizzard of Oz and Diary of Man. You, you know what Sharon did with that, right? Uh, it says here, yeah, Sharon, what did she do? They re-released those two albums with their current band playing bass and drums, so you would hear Crazy Train with a new drummer and bass player. It was horrible. Just not to give them real royalty. Yeah, she's fucking. She's well. She learned from her father. You know? Yeah, remember her father told her if you take him as a fucking client, I'm disowning you. Yeah, and she that did, and look where that worked out where, for where, her. Where would she ever think that tra- crazy train with that intro? Dun dun, dun dun. Yeah, how could she think that people would accept the new version? You know, with right? She baby. doesn't care because it's already made its money. Yeah. Uh, on this day in 1997, Katrina and the Waves won the Eurovision Song Contest in Dublin with the song Love Shine a Light, making them the first UK winners since Buzz, uh, Bucks Fizz in 1981. I didn't know they were British. Me neither. I thought they were American. <laughs> thought they were American, yeah. Uh, on this day in 1997, the, the notorious B.I.G. started a three-week run at number one in the U.S. singles chart with his posthumous hit, Hypnotize. I'm telling you, that is one of the top three greatest rap songs ever yes. written. Yes. That's a fucking great fucking song. Just everything. The, the uh, rhythm, the, the yeah. everything. Yeah. He gets the uh he gets the the rhythm from um from a uh, Henry Mancini song. Did you know that? No. There's a I was eight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you've heard it. It's a 70s disco song. Um I'll send it to you. But that's where it came from. Um on this day in 1986, Robert Palmer Went to number one in the U.S. singles chart with his uh, with the song "Addicted to Love." UK Palmer originally recorded the song as a duet with Chaka Khan, hmm. but due to contractual problems, her voice was removed. See how shit happens. Yeah. Uh, this day in 1986, "The Art of Excellence" by Tony Bennett became the first album in the U.S. to be initially released on CD instead of the traditional vinyl format. On this day in 1980, Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band started the six-week run at number one on the U.S. album charts with... What year? 1980. Against the Wind? Good job, buddy. Good job. Yeah. On this day in 1976, David Bowie played the first of six sold-out nights at Wembley Stadium for on his Station to Station tour. It was his first UK gig in three years. On this day in 1976, Paul McCartney made his first concert appearance in America in almost 10 years when Wings kicked off their 31-date Wings Over America tour at a Tarrant County Convention Center in Fort Worth, Texas. Ah, let's see. On this day in 1971, Led Zeppelin kicked off a European tour at the KB Halen Copenhagen in Denmark in front of 4,000 fans. The set list included the only known performance of Four Sticks and the debut live performance of Misty Mountain Hop. On this day in 1969, Jimi Hendrix was arrested by police on his way to Toronto for possession of hash and heroin. Hendrix claimed the drugs had been planted on him. 
On this day in 1968, the Beach Boys opened their first U.S. tour in which the co-headliner was, check this out, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. <laughs> the second half of the concert, which featured the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi lecturing the audience on spiritual generate regeneration, the reaction was so negative... More than half of the remaining tour dates were canceled. <laughs> Mike Love must have loved that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, on this day in 1968, Jimi Hendrix Experience recorded Voodoo Child. Not Voodoo Child, as people think it is. Yeah. It's Voodoo Child. Uh, it was featured on Electric Ladyland double album. On this day in 1967, Pink Floyd appeared at the Moulin Rouge, Ainsdale, Southport, England. The promotion flyers for the club said, The Moulin Rouge nightclub, wine, dine, dance, and have a gay time. <laughs> uh, on this day in 1965, the Beatles spent the day filming their first, their forthcoming film, Help. And uh, that's about it. Something about honky tonk music next. And all right, born on this day in 1981. Uh, for, check this out. Farrah Franklin, singer, actress, and model. She joined Destiny's Child in 2000 along with Michelle Williams, replacing original members Latoya Lukit and Latavia Robertson. She left Destiny's Child after five months. Womp, 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 womp. <laughs> That's like George Lazembe. <laughs> That's a big <laughs> Who's he? <laughs> he was the one James Bond with the telly, the one where. Tell, tell oh, what's his name? George Lazembe. No, it's not Lazembe. It's George. I don't think it's Lazembe. It's George. It's it's um something. Yeah, yeah. I know and you're talking. His about. Agent said, "No, don't stay with James." You Bond. know the movie, right? Yeah, uh, 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 it's one of my favorites, actually. Tell come on, Wallace. come on, come on. Her Majesty's Secret Service. There you go. Yeah. Great bobsledding scene. Oh yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, that's my. That was one of my favorite too. Yeah. yeah. Great yeah. skiing scenes. Telly Savalas. That's right. And he could have continued. He wasn't that bad, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's George Lesky or something like that. You're right. I, I can't. I'm, I know what you're saying. Uh, let me see. Born in the state in 1979. English pop singer and television personality, Danny Foster. Okay. Born in the state in 1977. Eric Church, American country music singer, songwriter. Uh, born on this day in 1972. American musician, Josie Scott, the lead singer of Saliva. Okay. Uh, Scott sang Hero with Chad Kroger of Nickelback, which was used as a theme song for the 2002 film Spider-Man. He actually, I believe he won a Grammy for that. So there's a, there's a funny story behind this. He brought this guy, Howard Stern brought this guy in, this guy, Josie Scott. He had, uh, he had Simon, uh, uh, what's his name uh, from American Idol, uh, Simon Cowell. Uh, Cowell yeah. He had him in as a guest, right? And so he says, I'm going to bring in this guy. You know, he has a voice. We think he's going to be. I know a guy. Be. I know a guy. So he, he, he says, I want to know what you think. All right, Patty. Thank you, too. She just said thanks. So he said, uh, he wanted to know, uh, you know, rate this guy. Tell tell me what you think of this guy. And, you know, this dude comes in. He's got long hair. He's got sunglasses on. He's not not like the uh, <laughs> Lou pops in right at the end of the show. Hold on. Damn. I'll put him on. Um, so, oh, we got they, the orb. We got the orb, the Lou orb. The ta the Tassadak or whatever from Doctor Who. <laughs> so Howard Stern brings this guy in, right? Brings this guy in, and uh, the guy starts singing. And Simon Cowell's like, eh, he's okay. He's okay. You know, I, I wouldn't say he's going to do it. And then 
Howard Stern breaks to him. He goes, he's a Grammy winning singer for <laughs> da, da, da. fucking Simon Cowell was pissed. He's an asshole. He, but he asshole. got set up and he was fucking pissed. He obviously never went back on Stern. <laughs> well, Stern's a fucking asshole too. So, you know, anyways, uh, born in the state in 1971, John Driscoll Hopkins, American musician with the Grammy award winning country music, Zach Brown band. You know where they got their start? Where? I believe they got it on, uh, uh, that Ed McMahon fucking talent show that used to be on that long ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They, they were on that show. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it was that show or if it was at the very beginning of American Idol, but I, I'm pretty sure it was that Ed McMahon. Remember it was on in the summer. Yep. I remember uh, like who wants to be a star or some shit mm-hmm. like that. So uh, the last thing Ed did before he died. Yeah. Born in the day in 1964, Sterling Campbell. Are you there, Lou? Yes, I'm here. Who's Sterling Campbell? I have no idea. American rock drummer who has worked with numerous high-profile acts, including the B-52s, Duran Duran, Soul Asylum, Cindy Lauper, Gustavo Criati, and David Bowie. Wow, Lou got oh. Lou got stumped on a drummer? I think Lou, Lou's rattled from his fucking I, technical I'm, difficulties. I'm totally rattled. Also, I've lost electricity and power acts seven times today. Anyway, <laughs> it's been shit, full, trees falling everywhere. It's been ridiculous. I got so many alerts at work saying, you're on, you're off, you're on, you're off, so... I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm surprised the microphone works. <laughs> okay, it, was we're almost done it. it was good to see Jack. I, I, yeah. I appreciate your dedication, Lou, jumping right back in. You could oh. easily just, Jack walked away. So, you know. A winner never quits and a quitter never wins, Scott. That's right. And Jack's a quitter. <laughs> Don't pick on Jack. Come on. Oh, uh, here we go. Me <laughs> and you, Lou. Me and you, Lou. We're going to do a competitive fucking podcast. See how long that lasts. Yeah, that's right. It's fucking yeah. street time, street fighting. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Come on. Uh, Come on. Hair knuckle it brawl. Kicking. We're Irish. Come on. <laughs> you got a glass jaw, Smith. Uh, oh. Yeah, I do. Oh. No, no, Lou. I got a, I got a plastic jaw. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I got a head like a rock. Uh, born on this day, uh, 1959, David Ball, English producer and electronic musician yeah, with Soft Cell. Had oh, the number one okay. uh, single, Tainted Love, an obscure 1965 hmm. Northern Soul track originally released by Gloria Jones, uh, the girlfriend of Mark Bolin. Interesting. Mm, really? Yeah. yeah cool. Yeah. Uh, born in this day in 1953, Bruce Hall from the American rock band Ario Speedwagon. They, they had they Bass owned player? the early 80s. Bass they, player, yeah. They had a yeah. great run. They had a great run at the early 80s. Uh, huge, born in, huge album. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? High Infidelity? Yep. 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 Uh, born in this day in 1951, the elusive on again, off again, on again, Christopher Cross. Chris Cross. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, now it's only Chris because Cross died. <laughs> so <laughs> that band's out. <laughs> yeah, I, I no reunion video. tour there. <laughs> I saw a video clip of America. The two guys from America left playing with Christopher Cross. He was doing the Dewey, but uh, they're, they're, oh, um, Dan Peake, the guy that's saying, don't, don't cross the river. Yeah. Um, he nailed it. He he should have joined that band because he's he's a great guitar player. But um, I'm they, sure he would have been a good fit in there. Absolutely, oh, absolutely. he sounded great because he had the they had the perfect voice for it. But um, really, he he was always a he was a, a guitar player before he was a singer. I think he was a yeah. guy. But yep, and he sang with Michael McDonald. Oh, here we go. I'm not doing it. That's, that's, I'm not doing it. It's your hundredth show, Scott. All right, I'll do it. Just, you don't know. <laughs> no, just Lou, Lou, just see. You fucking open the door. Just do it. Just a long no, way to wait. go. <laughs> wait, I'm going to do Cheryl Crow. If it makes you happy. 
Okay. Anyways, born on this day in 1950, Mary Hopkin. Uh, those were the days. Uh, <laughs> was the song released on the Beatles' Apple label and produced by Paul McCartney. Yeah. She was the winner of a TV talent show, Opportunity Knocks. Hmm. Uh, that was a big hit. Let me see. Born on this day in 1944, Pete Staples of the English garage rock band The Trogs. Wild damn, thing. Damn. Born on this day in 1934, the great Frankie Valley. The great. Oh, don't start Lou. What is it? What is his real name, by the way? Frankie Castelluccio. Oh, here we go. You're related. Here we go. They're related. All the fucking Italians are related. Four lovers, right, Lou? The four lovers. Four lovers. That's right. Four lovers, yeah. That's right. Jip DiCarlo. Chip DiCarlo, yeah. It's a good thing Lou's face isn't on right now. Exactly. Yeah, I think that ship sailed. <laughs> I think or when he spilled drip. the beans on a live, live, a live podcast. Yeah, I knew Chip DiCarlo, and uh, he was really bad in Miami. And <laughs> my dad testified against him in court. Uh-huh. Lou, you leaned out of the blurred field. We saw your, fa- your, yeah, saw your saw. face. <laughs> Born on this day in 1933, the greater and the greatest James Brown. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Born on this day in 1919, Pete Seeger, an American wow. folk song fucking legend. 1919. And the biggest of them all, last but not least, born in 1903, Oof. the one, the only, the legendary, the iconic Keith Richards. <laughs> Bing Crosby. That's it. Do you know, oh, gentlemen, if, if Bing Crosby and Guns N' Roses did a mashup, it would have been called Welcome to Derbingo. Oh, my God. Lou, you should have stopped with Michael McDonald. Oh Welcome God. to Derbingo. Oh, oh, Come on, man. I'm glad you screwed you just, uh, come on. <laughs> it would have I can't, worked. I can't, buddy. I can't. <laughs> Get your laughing, Scott. You're laughing. Yeah, because it's so yeah, fucking bad. Stupid. It's good. Uh, it's so listen. bad. It's good. <laughs> Lou may have a tree fall down in his front yard tonight. Let's laugh at his jokes. There you go. There you go. Well, gentlemen, that's episode 100. I'm wow. glad you were here. I love hey. that Jack was here. Yes. Thank you for having us on for your hundreds. We, you know, it's, yeah. it's well, you guys are fucking almost half the half of the shows, you know. <laughs> and it was great to see Jack. It was yeah. great to have him back on. For you, you guys should argue. You guys should argue more with each other, though. Fucker, he'll argue the fucking height <laughs> of a tree. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm telling you, watch. Watch the third hour of a drinking evening with me and Tom. It's the same thing. We go <laughs> off on each other. We just go, we're in each other's face, you know? <laughs> well, this has been a great hundredth episode. It's been a pleasure working all the way up to a hundred episodes. Show. Great show. It's uh, it's it, it's a milestone for podcasting. I know there's not a lot of podcasts mm. that fall into the hundred plus category. That's right. Um, yep. But I, I, I'm pretty sure... You know, it's probably about thirty percent of podcasts out of a hundred, yeah. uh, out of a hundred, you know, out of a hundred percent. I could be high on that. It could be less. Make it past a hundred episodes. Um, and it's always a pleasure doing this. I have a blast. You guys have added a whole nother dimension to this podcast. Thank you. It's it's an interesting it mix when you're oh, yeah. on with Jack. Oh, yeah. It's you know, I know you guys get drowned out sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. At each other. Did you see me tonight? <laughs> 
many times I would do this. No, because uh, I was seeing red. That's all I, I was seeing. When Fucking I watch shot. you guys, when you yeah. guys are doing the show, this is me. Yeah. I'm just like sitting back, so I loved it. I, I fucking it. wish I could do that, that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so hey Mark, what did he say earlier that I when I took the headphones off? Was he, <laughs> was uh, he really? I'll I have to listen to it. Do not remember. I do not know. <laughs> I uh was not there. Next question, please. <laughs> if I was there, I would have told you, Scott. Thank you, Lou. Of course you would have. <laughs> oh, I Lou. know which side people are on. I know the sides have been I'm drawn. Not, I'm not kissing ass here, Mark. Lou That's can't right. give me a thumbs down because we can't see him. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been great. Uh, we'll be back next week for episode 101. 101. You guys will be oh. back. Jack won't be. Uh, this is the time of year when he starts traveling. That's what caused right. all the, you know, I'm got, I got to change this up. And uh, it was a great, I, I always say, I swear to God, I do, I live by this. I always say out of everything bad comes something good. You guys came out of the Jack being gone and canceling at 30 minutes before the show <laughs> for work reasons and shit like that. It was frustrating for me, but I understood, but I still am dedicated to this podcast. So mm. I, I didn't, I, I, I think the first couple of times I did it, I just canceled and I didn't like that. So I'm like, fuck it. No, you like as it did like the other Saturday. You did a show. Yeah. And yeah. you're committed. You really that's, are committed. And that's yeah. the key in podcasting. You have to love what you do. It's not about being successful. It's about loving what you do. And that's important. And, and all told, music relishes. We're popping up. We actually really have almost 70, I think, episodes because of our, our previous existence. So we're. Yeah. You know, absolutely. It's, it's, it's the same thing. You, you do it because it's like Mark says, it's. Music Relish is our Sunday night therapy. This is our Wednesday night therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Just just to get it out there and talk about it and you know be passionate about it, really. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I still say I said it earlier, Lou, you weren't there. I called my wife came on. I called her. <laughs> oh, although cool. she's in the next room. <laughs> and uh if it wasn't for her, I would not be doing podcasting. I really wouldn't. She uh she was gonna get me a Christmas gift that she didn't get me and she told me I was going to get you this and it it really, I was like, wow, I didn't know this existed because I'd given up on the podcast idea oh, really? like a year or two earlier because I okay. looked into it and it was pretty technical. And I was like, Tell me I'm about not it. going to a studio <laughs> to do all this shit. And then you find out that technology has made yeah. it to where you can do it from your house. And yep. like I said, God Isn't bless it her. so much better than the old days when you had to buy time on a radio yeah, station? That's like, that would be it. And he'd be like, okay, we got Sunday night from 10 to 11. Oh, shit. Mark called out. Oh, I got to do the show myself. I already paid for it. You know, yeah. that, that's like, yeah. I think podcasting, you used to have to buy, like, you'd have to go to a, like a college radio and record in there because you had to, the equipment yeah. was yeah. not available to plug into your computer. I think it's hurt music production a little bit. It's, it's great that you can do it at home all by yourself. But I, I think a lot of music and a lot of the best music has been done outside the home when you're in, in not such an easy environment where you're. Yeah either a clock running or there's other people involved where you just got to keep your edge going. But I think with uh, the home recording and they said the DIY aspect was where you can just strive for perfection until you're in a hole in the ground. Yeah. But that's a person, but, but as far as the pod, like what we're doing here. Yeah. yeah. Total DIY, man. Yeah. Absolutely. I've learned yeah. a lot along the way. But um, my, my uh, Scott, my son loves your background. Ah. And I'm like, okay, we don't have a pinball machine here, you know, but we got video games. You know? Lou, Come you on, better man. buy a pinball machine. Yeah, I, I just, I just, uh, 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 I just paid for today the life size Iron Man coming. Cool. And a, a life size Spider Man. 
<laughs> that's great and it's the iron man mark 85 which was the last version with the nanotechnology and he's got the gauntlet he's got okay. the uh, from endgame uh, from endgame yeah he's yes. got the the stones he's got the glove with the with the stones in it that's the coolest nice fucking thing it lights up so all this behind me will be gone this pinball is going to stay but all this other it's going to be oh, iron man you're revamping going to be yeah i'm always dude i'm always okay, cool looking to change it up yeah. i might and, have a and, new backdrop behind me too yeah sure Lou. okay buddy <laughs> okay and, that's and, and the funniest me... thing i heard all night <laughs> and let me tell you scott all right my oldest sister i turned her on to your show she said your show is her wednesday night escape she loves ah, your show man. and the key is i wasn't on a couple episodes she still watched it she's like i don't care uh, if my brother wasn't on that she likes it yeah that's so, good got a that's great good show. got a great show that's good. I, 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 give us, I give us both a plug. I actually, yesterday at work, a guy came in and he was, this guy was talking some weird music, arcane music stuff. I'm like, I got to jump in. So I started talking and he was mentioning the, um, it's a documentary called the, um, the summer of soul. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just started watching last night, but it was, it was too late. So I'm going to check it out. But we just started talking about, I said, well, I do some podcasting. I said, you know, I got one of my friends that said another friend of ours in, in, in Florida. So I mentioned both shows. He goes, I'll, I'll check it out whether he does or not, but you know, that's it it, but it's right up his alley though because it's the kind of stuff we talk about you know what i like what you just said though lou out of all that said my other friend you you guys are my friends i i scott i I truly i consider you a friend we've not met we will we we might meet someday you never know i'm not going to you'll meet my brother first probably (laughs) that's not that's that's not a maybe (laughs) no yeah definitely let's do it but um i've I've made a friend and uh, absolutely you guys uh, and i speak highly of you guys my wife she knows who you guys are and (laughs) all my friends now they know who you guys are but you guys are truly we we've we've formed a friendship over the last x amount of episodes and and uh now it's to the point you know when, when you start talking shit to each other in text messages, I think a friendship has been established. <laughs> right. I think it's kind of it's kind of in the books. <laughs> yeah, you can say say whatever you want. There's nothing nothing can hurt. You know exactly, <laughs> exactly. But I'm gonna wrap this up. And right. like I always say, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you liked it, share it. If you didn't like it. Well, thanks for listening for the last two hours and 33 minutes. <laughs> you stupid <Another> sucker. <laughs> I got some snake oil. <laughs> and doing this show for you, to quote my favorite artist, Morrissey. Mark, I'll give you the honors. I don't remember the quote. Who? <laughs> um, uh, the pleasure and honor is all mine. Ah, close, that's close. The, best the pleasure, do. the privilege, the is, privilege mine. is mine. That's a <laughs> lyric I'm from one of his songs. Kill me because he's a Morrissey fan. Yeah, uh, that is close. Yeah, that's from uh, the Swadehead. The privilege is all mine. That's a, that's a quote from that's from the lyrics in uh, Swadehead. Okay. Huh. The pleasure. Next time, the privilege next time I hear that, I'm gonna have to listen to that. Yeah, I got that. Uh, uh, I I actually stole that from him when I was. I went to see him uh, with Blondie backed him up um, a few years back at Madison Square Garden. We had great seats, my wife and I. And uh, after when he finished his show, he said, I want to thank Blondie. And although they thanked me, I just want to tell them the pleasure, the privilege was mine. And I thought that was the fucking coolest thing. So, you know, they say he's pompous and he's this, but he he absolutely gave that's that was a huge and I was like, yeah. wow, that's fucking cool. He just quoted his lyrics yeah. and meant it to, right. to Blondie. You know, yeah, that, and that, it, that, they that, put that, on a great show, too, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Respect. anyways, 
Gentlemen, thank you again. I'm sure I'll be texting you throughout the week, talking to you possibly. And uh, we will come up with something to do for episode 101. 101. Uh, If you guys have any ideas, of course, you can always just, you know, send me a text to see what we uh, see what we come up with. Okay. And uh, in the meantime, I'm still working on my new podcast, Music News. And I will have my, what's that? When's that going to launch? I'm going to do five episodes and then I'm going to release them all together. Okay. Do a dump. So I think I'm on like episode three now. Cool. So. Scott takes a dump. Oh, see fucking Lou. See that? He's fucking Jack. Like him and Jack are fucking perfect. They're perfect whoa, whoa, whoa. He's, even, he's, he's, in, he's in Jack's position. Wait, too, wait a fuck up and Andy Mark Smith from Music Relish Podcast. <laughs> hey, it was good to see Perry come in. And, and I, I, I don't know if he heard it, but make sure he knows I gave him a lot of credit. A lot uh, of props. You did, and I reminded him that the reason that Tom knows you, yeah. Lou knows you, yeah. I know yeah. you, is Perry. Perry's and I owe Perry one. a big thank you for that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Perry's like an allergy. He spread you all over. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of like a fungus. I still want to... Oh, all right. I still want a music relish poster or something to put up somewhere. Oh, I have the print shop. I can do that. I'll okay. do that for you. All, all right. right. Hey, do you do yeah. t-shirts, buddy? <laughs> Uh, hey. I could. I'm I'm working on that. Are you really? Yeah, yeah. Ah, but I'll get right. you a music relish poster. That's, that's what I want. That, that, that little, just, I like the one that Perry has behind him. He has. Let's the, do. Let's do an LL Cool J. I got the Lord large format printer. Large format printer. <laughs> okay. All right. Laminate it. All right. And we just kind of lost momentum here. But yeah, anyways, always me. Always me. All right, gentlemen, I'll talk to you uh, this week. I'll text okay. you this week. We'll be speaking. If anything comes up, uh, you have any ideas, let me know. And right. everybody else, thank you for listening. And for those hardcore people that's been there from episode one, I thank you. It's the and, end of uh, the dead show. That's Night, it. Everybody. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night.